1: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW proof. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Blog Talk Radio.
3: You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning
0: Show with Carrie Hines. Stay tuned. It's time to rise and shine with the Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines.
4: Hair radio. Hair radio.
5: Hair radio. Hair radio. Hair radio.
6: Hair radio. Welcome to the Hair Radio show on Blog Talk Radio. He's the host with the most, Mr. Carry On.
7: Good morning, and welcome to an all-new live edition of the Hair Radio Morning Show. We're the longest-running daily live broadcast on hair in the world, 25 years and counting. Now, on today's broadcast, we've got the latest in hair and beauty talk, great music, and much, much more. I must thank our Carapy Hair Products, Hair Nation Expo events, Salon TV Network, and all of our amazing advertisers who are responsible for getting this episode on the air. Now, if today is your first time tuning in, thank you. And remember to press 1 to make a live comment or shout out during the show. We're here each weekday from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 5 to 8 Central. Now grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's show.
8: your beauty. I am giving a shout out to
9: the Hair Radio Morning Show, Carrie Hine. I'm Maggie Anderson. I am the creator of the Empowerment Experiment and the author of Our Black Year, my family's year-long stand, completely living off of black-owned businesses. When we decided to take on this public pledge. We had no idea how hard it would be. There was only one black-owned grocery store in all of Illinois, and that grocery store closed five months before we finished our year. Um, And I have two little girls. That means no fresh milk, no fresh meats, no fresh produce, Um, but I put them through that because we took the stand and we wanted really to do something extreme out of love for our community to expose how few black businesses there still are, to refute uh, negative stereotypes about black-owned businesses, and to expose economic injustice that still persists in America. After the year, I decided that I could not go back to corporate. I could not go back to law. I've made this issue of, of economic racism and really trying to create economic empowerment in our black community, my life. The black hair care firms, they uh, sustained the civil rights movement. Black women created these companies, huge, thriving companies, and we needed that. We talk about Black Wall Street now because we shine a light on what happened in Tulsa. Most black neighborhoods were anchored by these Black Wall Streets. And if we could bring that back, America would be better. I'm not saying bring all of it back. That would probably be impossible. But we can bring black hair care back. There are great black hair care companies that exist, black-owned hair care companies that exist right now. And it would be wonderful for, in America, just like other groups own their culturally relevant products and industries, that the black community can own the biggest black hair care brands, that the black community can own uh, black beauty supply stores. Three percent of the beauty supply stores in black neighborhoods, and people know people, black people know what I'm talking about. If you go into a black neighborhood, you're going to see a beauty supply store, and they're going to sell all the black hair care products that only black people use, and they are not owned by black people. So I've issued the Black-Owned Hair Care Challenge, just asking everyday folks to say, Hi, my name is Maggie Anderson, and I accept the Black-Owned Hair Care Challenge, and tell the world that from now on, if I'm going to buy black hair care products, I'm going to make sure it's from a black-owned company.
7: Accept the Black Hair Care Challenge. Hi, it's the Digital Diary for today, Wednesday, February 23rd of 2022, it's our daily breakdown of what's happening on today's live show. Now, coming up shortly, we've got our own Mary Reed Johnson special interview kicking off the morning right here on the Hair Radio Show. Now, she interviews her guest, and then later about 8 o'clock this morning, 7 o'clock Central Time, we're revisiting one of the biggest news stories ever. And uh, pretty much the biggest hair story since social media began. I think Madam C.J. Walker would be proud. The Gorilla Glue Girls miracle doctor, Dr. Olbang, all the way from Beverly Hills, California, is back. Right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show with an exclusive update for everybody. You don't want to miss it. join us. For an all-new interview and roundtable discussion about the entire saga. So please don't miss it. That's on about 8 o'clock this morning. We are going to be live. Now, also a reminder, we are opening up our vaults, of course, and and we've been replaying some of the amazing interviews over the years in honor of our upcoming 700th live broadcast episode. episode uh, It's a big celebration of the Hair Radio Morning Show since it became the morning edition uh, back in 2015. So it's a big, big thing we're working on. It's on the way. We're going to have lots of special guests, great memories, a few surprises. So we're going to keep you very much posted on this update. So please, please, please uh, stay with us. Oh, and um, if you're looking for work, well, we've got you covered here at the Hair Radio Morning Show. Uh, We ourselves are looking for amazing sales reps uh, to offer our brand to uh, new customers, but also some of our partners are doing the same. So if you would like to find out uh, which companies are hiring... Uh, For sales reps, uh, reach out to us directly at Hair Radio. Grab a pen and paper and I'll give you the uh, toll-free number. And you can reach out to us between 9 o'clock in the morning and 7 weekdays uh, Eastern Time. And we'll be happy to talk with you directly. Call us at 833-402-8882. So once again, this is uh, the number to our Hair Radio office. Uh, where you can speak with us with regards to these openings. Uh, Again, it's 833-402-8882. Again, between 9 and 7 Eastern Time. Those are the hours that we're open. Uh, Thank you so much. Now, also, uh, coming up shortly, just a quick reminder, Mary Reed Johnson. Now, it's an interesting interview. She has her guest. So I'm not on that interview. So I'll be back with you uh, with an amazing live talk panel and the miracle doctor himself on his return to the Hair Radio Morning Show. So this has been your digital diary for today, Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Now back to our show.
8: Ladies, do you love a man with a well-groomed and sexy beard? Men, do you suffer from patchiness or irritation and want a fuller beard? Well, let me introduce you to the hottest beard care products on the market. Rugged Evolution features 16 amazing balms, oils, shampoos and accessories. Our products are sure to meet the demands of all your beard care needs. For more information, go to ruggedevo.com. That's
1: ruggedevo.com. And
10: remember, rugged is the new smooth.
1: But radio commercials as much as they do television commercials? Maybe more so. How do you
6: figure that? Well, in television, your tube goes minutes just before the commercial comes on. Yeah? That serves
7: as a warning device to millions of people that they have a split second to get out of the room.
6: I never thought of
5: that.
7: In radio, an advertiser can just sort of sneak up on you without any warning. Uh-huh. I mean, you haven't noticed
1: your car radio suddenly fading to black before the commercial, I mean. And not recently, no. But can't you still walk out when the radio commercial comes on? Not at 60 miles an hour. Hmm. Okay, but do you think you can really make me pay attention to a radio commercial? I just did.
11: One in a Million, the history of Madam C.J. Walker and her entrepreneurial legacy. Not even her poor and difficult beginnings stymied Madam Walker's road to greatness. Born December 23, 1867, roughly two years after the alleged emancipation of her race, She was an orphan at seven, a wife at 14, a mother at 17, and a widow by 20. The woman who would become known as the first self-made female millionaire and the greatest benefactress of her race was born the daughter of Owen and Minerva Breedlove, poor ex-slaves living on a cotton farm in Louisiana. They named their special little girl Sarah Breedlove a washerwoman by trade. At the age of 33 in 1900, Sarah began selling a product door-to-door which she had formulated to remedy her own hair loss. She pinpointed the root of her hair problems, which was the scalp, and created hair care products and a beauty regimen for hair growth and maintenance that focused on the need for a clean and healthy scalp, scalp protection, and scalp stimulation for maximum hair growth. Her first product would eventually be called Madam C.J. Walker's Wonderful Hair Grower, and she boldly and proudly used her own likeness on her jars and her own before and after pictures to demonstrate her product's effectiveness. Her Madam's own words, she abhorred the impression held by some that she claimed to straighten hair. She emphatically stated, I grow hair, and that there would be no hair-growing business today had I not started it. She described her concept and method of hair growth as beauty culture because she compared growing hair to growing and cultivating garden plants. She then broadened this concept of beauty culture by incorporating the value of cleanliness and professionalism, which emphasized the overall appearance, moral conduct, and character of the black woman. Black women from all over the country began writing letters to Madam Walker, attesting to the benefits of her products. By setting up a special correspondence course of beauty culture in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then a manufacturing facility in Indiana, and later a beauty college in New York City, Madam was able to further establish and promulgate her program of beauty culture, which trained the black female in three areas. First, the black woman was taught the proper presentation of herself. She was to be clean, neat, properly attired, and well-mannered. Second, she was taught how to use Madame's hair care system on customers. And third, she was taught how to sell Madam's hair care products to customers. In so doing, Madam C.J. Walker provided a solution to the root of the black woman's demise. She raised the black woman's self-esteem and confidence about her own beauty and intelligence and she empowered the black woman economically, thus freeing her from white servitude and male dependency. This accomplishment is even more amazing when put in the context of the time in which these things were done and in the context of Madame's own background. The time One historian called the nadir, or lowest point in the history of the black race, outside of slavery itself. The blessings of freedom was now marred by the blatant terrorist acts of the Ku Klux Klan and those like-minded individuals working in collusion with them. The harsh reality faced by the vast majority of blacks living in this era was that the number of lynchings peaked during the early 1900s as did other backlashes sparked by reconstruction, such as the burning of black churches and schools and the establishment of Jim Crow laws. During this dark period, most black women were either sharecroppers or washerwomen and house servants for whites. Madam Walker was no exception, but she was, however, exceptional. Madam Walker moved her ever-expanding special correspondence course business founded on her system of beauty culture to Indianapolis, Indiana on February 19, 1910. She then purchased and paid for her home adjoining which was a factory and laboratory located at 640 Northwest Street. She endeared herself to the citizens of Indianapolis when she contributed $1,000 to the establishment of the Senate Avenue YMCA it is reported that she was the only woman to make such a donation madam herself when referring to the YMCA donation had this to say quote in referring to that $1,000 gift I don't want you to lay so much stress on it and do not say that I am the only one you might say that I was the first and caused others to awaken to the sense of their duty in helping deserving causes for the benefit of the race." Not long after her move to Indianapolis, Madam Walker also became a member of Bethel AME Church, one of the oldest and most influential churches in the black community, to which Madam Walker contributed generously. In less than two years after moving to Indianapolis, On September 2, 1911, Madam C.J. Walker petitioned the Indiana Secretary of State to become incorporated. And on September 19, 1911, exactly one year and seven months since her arrival in Indianapolis, the Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company of Indiana Incorporated was established. Madam Walker, naming herself president and owner of all 1,000 shares of stock. A relentless worker and ingenious marketer and saleswoman, Madam Walker had thought to place her system of hair care products in black colleges all across the United States. She also regularly advertised in black newspapers and she eventually placed her products in drugstores. As she traveled throughout the country, she wrote letters to her general manager in order to instruct him on how best to run her factory in her absence, and how to implement all of her new ideas. However, the Madam Walker agents, Madam's recruited sales force, were her biggest asset. Madam held public meetings in churches, rented lodge halls, and other such facilities, and put on demonstrations, including a slide presentation, in order to recruit black women to become Walker agents. Madam Walker taught and trained them in the methods of application and proper use of her hair oils and vegetable shampoo. Eventually, Madam organized a national convention for her Walker agents, giving away prizes and other incentives to motivate and energize her ever-growing troops of Walker agents. Sales generated from Madam Walker's manufacturing company and the hair care products it produced enabled Madam to give birth to yet another legacy, as Madam became known as the greatest benefactress of her race. Through monies earned and derived from Madam's work in the hair-growing business, Madam Walker regularly donated large sums of money to charity and to individuals of her race who were in need. In fact, Madam was so self-sacrificing and freely giving that those closest to her were worried that she would become financially ruined Desiring all blacks to have decent homes, at times, Madam would assume mortgages of blacks who were financially strapped, allowing them to repay when and how they could. Various schools for blacks and certain social and civic organizations dedicated to the betterment of the black race were also beneficiaries of Madam's philanthropy. Though many have called Madam extravagant, her generosity and passion for her people were madame's only extravagances. She gave not for self-aggrandizement, but rather to inspire other wealthy blacks to give likewise. Moreover, madame's giving went well beyond monetary donations. She lent her name and time to worthy causes. She traversed the country Speaking against lynchings and fought vehemently for the fair treatment of black soldiers who had served in America's military during World War I. Madam C.J. Walker was an ambassador of sorts, a spokesperson for all black-skinned people, a revolutionary, visionary, missionary force. It should therefore be quite obvious that Madam Walker's passing on May 25, 1919, was a tremendous loss to the black race. At that time, Madam had recruited over 25,000 black women from the United States, Central America, and the Caribbean as door-to-door beauty culturists, and was well on her way to Africa. Her net worth was over $1 million, making her the first female, regardless of color, to become a self-made millionaire she is one of the most successful black entrepreneurs of all time and one of the first to utilize the method known today as direct sales marketing to distribute her products she had also managed to build a 32 room mansion in Irvington New York called Villa Loaro, which she had desired to be left as a monument to her name and as an example to her race of what hard work and black support of black enterprises could achieve. After Madam's 1919 passing, her hair care manufacturing corporation was used as collateral to secure the finances needed to build what is today known as the Madam Walker Theater Building. Completed in late 1927, the Walker Building Beauty Salon continues to operate there and continues to sell Madam C.J. Walker's original hair care products. Years later, in 1982, the trustees of Madam Walker's trust would deposit a large portion of Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company's business records, historical documents, pictures, and memorabilia with the Indiana Historical Society, who took on the task of painstakingly organizing and preserving the Madam Walker legacy. Seventy-four years after the incorporation of the Madam Walker Company In 1985, the 1,000 shares of capital stock of Madam's Corporation were sold to a man named Raymond L. Randolph, making him the first person since Madam Walker herself to own all 1,000 shares of stock in the original Madam Walker Company. A graduate of Attucks High School, Mr. Randolph had never dreamed that he would become the owner and caretaker of this phenomenal legacy. In honor of Madam C.J. Walker, Mr. Randolph placed Madam Walker's image back on the jars of her original hair care products with the words, since 1911, placed underneath it. Doing business today as Madam C.J. Walker Enterprises Incorporated, the hair care company founded by Madam C.J. Walker continues to manufacture and sell her original quality products ensuring that the legacy of this remarkable woman never dies. The Madam Walker agent program has been reinstituted and is the main method by which her products are distributed today. On September 24th, 2011, Madam C.J. Walker Enterprises sponsored a centennial celebratory walk called Tracing the Footsteps of a Legacy. This event marked the 100th year since the pivotal point in her entrepreneurial legacy when Madam Walker incorporated her manufacturing company. The Madam C.J. Walker business family, which includes the Madam Walker agents, will continue to keep Madam Walker's spirit alive and well by ensuring that her labor of love, her manufacturing business, continues operating according to the entrepreneurial blueprint she left behind and which is detailed in the historical documents of the company. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah Breedlove. You are indeed one in a million.
7: It's two thumbs up. The Hair Radio Morning Show goes to the movies. It's our brand new movie talk radio segment. Listen live. Tune in right here on our broadcast for our unique review of the latest movies. Join us live on the air to chat. It's movie talk on the Hair Radio Morning Show. The Let Your Spirit Source segment on the Hair Radio Morning Show is about getting your day and ours started with positive thoughts, well wishes, great quotes, and amazing affirmations. So if you have one you'd like to share, Please send it through our Salon TV Network app, and we'll get it featured on the air. I'm Carrie Hines. You're invited to be part of our new limited radio broadcast series, Talking About Cosby. It's our chance to collectively delve into the life and career and legacy of Bill Cosby, right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Now, we've got great on-air commentators who will be lending their voices to this complex man's story. And we want to hear from you. Our mid-show hour from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 to 7 Central. It's your chance to call in and speak live on the air. Go to our Facebook page, The Hair Radio Morning Show, for complete details.
0: It's time to rise and shine with The Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines.
7: All right, we're back live on this Wednesday morning. It's February 23rd of 2022. Uh, it's great to have you guys with us. This is The show's just kicked off in an amazing way. And, yes, it's going to be an extraordinary broadcast today. As I mentioned uh, earlier, we're welcoming back the miracle doctor himself, Dr. Michael Obeng, from out in Beverly Hills, California. He'll be with us to give us a, a first uh, account update. On the Gorilla Glue Girl, we're talking about Tessica Brown and what she's been through, uh, as well as on Dr. Obang himself. So we can't wait to get that on for you guys. And also, uh, just want to remind folks that for today, we have a special treat uh, for you guys right now, actually. Uh, she's our special correspondent. You guys know Mary V. Johnson from doing so many wonderful things here. And we have a special interview coming up on Friday you don't want to miss, where she's interviewing me. Uh, But right now, as she goes back a bit, she's done so much in her career for her brand, Hairhead Heart, And uh, this is a special, great, uh, classic interview that I just love and wanted to get it on. I will be back with you live throughout today's broadcast. No problem there. Coming up, Mitchell, of course, and we have a panel discussion You can call in yourself and be included in that panel mid-show, of course, today. So definitely keep it right here. Now, again, uh, this is Mary Reed Johnson's interview with her guest. And uh, we'll be really back on the other side of this. I'm really, really kind of proud and happy to get this on and feature Mary. She's done so much for us here at the Hair Radio Morning Show. We'll go ahead and kind of get this started, and uh, we'll be on the other side of it, so definitely stay tuned.
3: ...to perspectives, connect with a lot of industry professionals who have been advocates or have special inroads to information and and that type of thing. So today with us, we have Carolyn Kratsky. She is the educator and manager of V&M Beauty School in Brooklyn Park. Carolyn, how are you today? I'm fine. Excellent. I want to say just before we forget, because if the audience does want to contact you, I want them to have that uh, option. And, uh, again, uh, VM Beauty School is located in Brooklyn Park at 7652 Brooklyn Boulevard. We'll give you the number a little bit later. Uh, Carolyn, I met you in the trenches years ago, and you are just an amazing person. If anybody knows anybody in the industry... She is one of those people that you need to put on your plate, one of those people you need to know. She's been an activist. She's an educator now. She's a former school owner. You've just seen all the parts in in all the industry. So I I don't want to sound too like gaga over you, but um, you're (laughs) worthwhile. um, So just tell, uh, I'll I'll give the nice version. You tell the audience, if you would, a little bit about yourself and your background.
8: Well, I've been a cosmetologist since 1959, so um, and I've seen probably every aspect of this industry and, of course, all the changes that have come along, some of them good, some of them not so good. Um, and, the, and, yes, Mary stands with me as far as being an advocate to change things that are good for the profession and also to help change the things that aren't for
3: good. Absolutely. I um, believe that you are have always been passionate, ever since I've known you, very passionate about what is right. And it doesn't matter if it is popular. You, you really lean on what is right. And I just, I doubt that there's much you haven't seen, much that you don't know. And so, again, I'm just really happy to have you here. Part of uh, our discussion today is about uh, one of the things that is a common problem for men women and children and right now in July we're celebrating International alopecia month and I'll well, actually say alopecia awareness month and uh, it's an ongoing issue and today we're going to be talking about uh, some of the things related to alopecia uh, the offering some of the solutions we are not medical doctors but we do have an a incredible birth of information. And a lot of the time, because we're in the trenches, because we see things up close and personal uh, firsthand, we can say, we, even if we don't know what it is, we can say maybe you should, you should see a dermatologist or a physician. Would you agree with that? Yes.
8: That's our first thing is that we do refer people to physicians if it's a problem that we see.
3: Yep. What are the common things that you see, like, even uh, at the school? Well, sometimes improper
8: hair care, uh, just cleansing the hair, sometimes not often enough or use of the wrong product, uh, buildup on the scalp, Mm -hmm. um, and those things, not properly combing or brushing the hair, and sometimes a lot, because a lot of people nowadays do a lot of hair extensions and a lot of additions to hair, Sometimes those are some of the causes.
3: Yes, they that is very, very true. I think if you braid properly, uh, there's not an issue. But sometimes people think it's the traction alopecia, which is the pulling of hair or that you know, anything that makes it disappear like that. Um but sometimes people are predisposed, and so that's where it takes like a scalp biopsy or, or something like that, or a blood test. That's how they commonly diagnose what type of alopecia you might have. So with the with the hair loss from a tight ponytail or a braided extension that was put in improperly or even a free-flowing extension, uh, that's attraction traction alopecia. So that is definitely something that is very common. Um, But one of the ones that are uh, more elusive are the uh, alopecia areata, and I'm sure you've seen that.
8: Yes, I have. And that's the the explanation is it's baldness and spots. Right. And sometimes those can be from nervous disorders Mm -hmm. or stress
3: can cause it. Sometimes it's medications can cause it absolutely and usually you're predisposed so if you' if your family has for example type 1 diabetes that runs in the family or other uh, blood things like rheumatoid arthritis that's another common uh, autoimmune uh, uh, condition that affects the hair so so this these this fungi basically attacks your hair follicle and so then you see these patches that come and go and it doesn't always have to be on the head. I think sometimes people aren't aware of that. It could be just you know other parts of the body. So common treatments in dermatology world are are they start with a base level so they'll try something you know topical like minoxidil. Everybody's pretty much heard of minoxidil and I will say when uh, if you try it it's over the counter now. Um, If you try uh, to use minoxidil to control something that you or your stylist has seen in the early stages, um, you'll know pretty much right away if that's something that is helping you or not. I know people often will, uh, females, will often look at uh, a man's product because there's men and women uh, minoxidil, and that's the only one that's approved to grow hair by the FDA at this point, but... um, if you are a woman and you use the man's product, make sure you read those warnings and those cautions because you'll have hair growing in places that you weren't planning. And so um, that's kind of a negative side effect. But just be be aware, read those products. Um, and, again, I, I encourage people to go to their doctors to get a, a full or real diagnosis. Would you agree? Yes, I would. And sometimes it's hereditary factors to that cause these things. Absolutely. So you'll be predisposed, and, and so these things happen. Another level of uh, treatment would be steroids, uh, different types of steroids. They may actually uh, locate your bald patch and then actually inject uh, a steroid into your head. Now, sounds great. Most of the time it actually works to a certain level, but the thing is you have to keep doing that. And we know that steroids, you want to look at the full picture, they affect the body in many different ways. So you might want to, you know, talk it over with your doctor on if that, that short-term result is really worthwhile and ask about those side effects. That's right. Okay. Uh, another thing they might also do, uh in, in, in combination, often a dermatologist work in combination with any of these things, um, radiation, uh, so... We know that ultraviolet rays, radiation, they have effects on the systems around them. So again, if you're going to use these options or you're going to explore them, um, make sure you talk fully with your doctor about side effects and long-term side effects versus just hair growth. Because sometimes hair is just hair, and it might not be the, you know, the worst thing that could happen if you have shorter or you know, patches that come and go and cancer
8: patients also. Absolutely. <laughs> From cancer treatment. Absolutely. Lose all their
3: hair sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that they have, they've come a long way, but everybody's different. Um, they've found that uh, the Cinderella um, treatment, where they basically freeze your hair follicles before treatment, have helped you lose a little bit less, but... Um, We'll continue this discussion. It's just wonderful to have you again here on Hair, Head, and Heart. Um, Can you give me the phone number to your school, Carolyn?
8: Yes, it is 763-566-4469.
3: All right, and that's VM Beauty School in Brooklyn Park. We're going to... um, be talking a lot more this afternoon oh, a little bit more about uh, alopecia but we have some other interesting topics we're going to cover today like when is the best time to cut your hair according to the farmer's almanac talk to you a little bit later hair head and heart
2: I'm like Maya Angelou not get my first perm until I was 70. My community has a rich culture full of hair care traditions, but when we made that transatlantic voyage, we weren't allowed to pass first. I'm Mercer Perkins. I travel all around the world, and I'll visit Mary from time to time to tell you what's what the
3: way I see it. Tune in Saturdays at 3. Or just visit her. Hair is about options. Cheveaux means hair, specializing in dreadlocks, extensions, keratin straighteners, and transitioning hair for all textures and communities. Chavo at Salon Concepts is located at 6521 Lindale Avenue South in Ridgefield. Call us, 651-274-0452. That's 651-274-0452. Or visit that's cheveuxmn.com. That's c h e v e u x m n.com.
1: Hi, it's Mike Gallagher for Park Chrysler
10: Jeep. As a former Jeep owner, I loved every minute of my Jeep experience. Whether running to the store or hitting the open road, there's no experience like it. Mike at Park Chrysler Jeep and his team are able to get you into a Jeep that you'll love to drive with their destination location
1: in Burnsville. Start your next adventure at Park Chrysler Jeep. Minutes from Minneapolis, there's only one Twin Cities dealership that has product specialists, who are actual specialists. We drive Jeeps, mod Jeeps, and we obsess over your Jeep as much as our own. You come here to drive Jeeps by Jeep people. There's only one Hart Chrysler Jeep. Visit parkchryslerjeep.com or just off 35W on Highway 13, Burnsville.
10: Family owned since 1957. There's a reason why people travel from out of state to have the Park Chrysler Jeep experience. Whether you need a Jeep or just need one service, there's only one, Park Chrysler Jeep, or online at dot com
2: I'm like Maya Angelou. to get my first perm until I was 70. My community has a rich culture full of hair care traditions. But when we made that transatlantic voyage, we weren't allowed to pass first. I'm Yertha Perkins. I travel all around the world, and I'll visit Mary from time to time to tell you what's what the way I see it. Tune in Saturdays at 3.
3: Or just visit her. Hair is about options, Chavo means hair, specializing in dreadlocks, extensions, keratin straighteners, and transitioning hair for all textures and committees. Chavo at Salon Concepts is located at 6521 Lindale Avenue South in Ridgefield. Call us, 651-274-0452, that's 651-274-0452, or visit at that's D-H-E-V-E-U-X-M-N, dot com. Thank you for joining us on Hair, Head & Heart, our show, a show about the health and wellness of hair and all things related. But today we have Carolyn Kratsky of VM Beauty School, and she's an educator and manager there, and just a activist, and very uh, devoted woman in the industry. So again, glad to have you here. Nice to be here. Thanks for asking me. Absolutely. Um, in the field, we were we had talked a little bit about different parts of alopecia and um, some of the t- potential treatments. And in the field, uh, you had started talking about some of the alternatives. One of them is aromatherapy. Have you used that? with uh, your students or talk talk to them about it? Yes, and I I strongly
8: encourage aromatherapy. I think it's very helpful. There's two that I use all the time, tea tree and lavender, because they're antibacterial and they seem to just work for many, many, many things.
3: And of course, some of the other
8: essential oils also work
3: absolutely and you know what we're going to talk a little bit more about the essential oils today because they do have they're, they're been around you know thousands and thousands of years and they were here and designed for purposes but sometimes people um, especially if they haven't been diagnosed or know exactly what they're dealing with um, they kind of defeat the purpose so we'll talk a little bit about that um, in the field, also uh, options for people who are experiencing different types of alopecia. And another word for alopecia, uh common word, is baldness. Uh, it is what it is. Here we're not necessarily Minnesota nice. So, <laughs> so um, if you're experiencing that, we encourage you, yes, to get a diagnosis from a physician or look into your family and see what's typically there. Uh, also wearing wigs, scarves, you know, these are options that have gone for many years, and they've come a long way. So, if you uh, experienced something 10 years ago and you were not pleased with it, you might want to, you know, just investigate right now. There's all kinds of places, uh, either online or local stores. Uh, there's a variety of beauty supply. Uh, there's there's many stores, and uh, Rita Amborn is still around, and she was a hair replacement specialist even, you know, 20 years ago. So uh, we have Right in our backyard, University of Minnesota, a dermatology department that is very serious about um, letting you know that you're not alone. So if you wanted to get involved, um, either look up any of those resources, call us at Hair, Head & Heart. You can access this most easily um, by going to the uh, 1570 Wellness Radio uh, site, so www.twincitieswellnessradio.com. Uh, look up hair, head, and heart, or Mary Reed, and you can click uh, that my name, and um, you'll have my G- G- Gmail or my email address right there. So that's probably the easiest. I'll give you numbers a little bit later. Also, there is the National Alopecia Areata Foundation, and they talk about um, things all over the. Uh, United States. There's things in Michigan, New York, California, Pennsylvania, you name it. We even have a local chapter and uh, hope in September to have our local chapter president or representatives here to talk about some of the things that are going on. So you can really connect with uh, those options. So any other things you want to add to that? Well, there's some other salons to that. I can't think of the name
8: of it right now. I believe the lady's name is Twyla. And she's in, I believe, uh, Crystal or Golden Valley area, and she does a
3: lot of... Did she make the hair pieces? Is that the... I believe so. Okay, I remember. It's been a while. But um, I do remember a Twyla. And so um, the beauty of the Internet, you just need a little thread, and you can find what you're after. So do seek it out. Take action. Know that you're not alone, and um, team up with some people who can really help you um, be more aware and... Just happier.
8: I also, uh, Mary Hugger is very involved in the alopecia area also. Okay. And I work with her at VM Beauty School. Oh, great.
3: So you might want to contact her too. Okay. And her name again? Mary Hugger. Mary Hugger. Excellent. See, you are a wealth of information. What you don't know, I I don't want to (laughs) know. I probably don't need to know. So um, along those lines, but um, kind of for those people who have another concern... They're always wanting to know, when's the best time to cut your hair?
8: Well, I, I believe that you should trim your hair anyway every say at least every couple months to get the dry ends off.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: Now, that is according to the person's individuality, of course, and how fast your hair grows. It grows faster in the summer than the winter. Um, I don't know that there's a specified time, but sometimes I see hair that's really dry. It needs to be cut off, and the person says no well, you have to honor their wishes too.
3: Absolutely. We do respect our clients and when you know what you know, but um, we have made it a, a profession to know even more. And, and, and one of the things that I think is very interesting, uh, haircutting is so serious. I mean, you have zodiac uh, signs and saying when is the best day to cut, and some people follow those things religiously. No harm in it. I have a lady that I, that I help that way. But um, beyond the Zodiac, there uh, are ways or best days that are listed even in the Farmer's Almanac, which is a trusted piece of material. So I'm just going to throw some things out there for the next, uh, for July and August. And these are the days, according to the Farmer's Almanac, that are best days to cut your hair to increase growth. And like you said, uh, Carolyn, one of the things that you'll notice is that in the summer, it's more. And, you know, as just like any other plant, you know, as as winter sets in or fall sets in, it slows down. So these are the days, according to the Farmer's Almanac, best days to cut uh, your hair for growth. In July, we're looking at July 12th, 13th, 14th, 17th, and 18th. In August, the 9th, 10th, 14th, and 15th, and we'll just go till September for now. In September, they only uh, say September 5th and 6th. Now, the Farmer's Almanac is a trusted source for many, many things, and I'm not saying these are the only days you need to cut your hair, but according to the Farmer's Almanac, who has a pretty strong history of research, um, those are the days that they recommend, and you can certainly find out more by just grabbing a copy of your uh, 2016 Farmer's Almanac. Also remember, too, hair grows from your scalp. Yes. And if you
8: eat well and your body's well, your hair grows. If you're not in very good health, your bo- your hair doesn't grow very well.
3: Right. So we are truly what we eat. So I, I appreciate that, and that is very important to remember. Along those lines, we have um, some herbal prescriptions and remedies and those types of things that are increasingly popular. And um, you can't always eat everything. <laughs> everything is not right for a certain circumstance. Um, so we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about some of the things that are commonly used in the salon and maybe some alternatives, if that's okay with you. Sure. All right. One of the biggest, most popular things in my salon uh, is the Brazilian blowouts. People want them, but they don't want chemical. And that doesn't make any sense. It is a chemical. I'm going to tell you, no matter what the stylist says, no matter what, the, and they may be well-intentioned because easily um, the manufacturers and the promoters are telling the stylist that there's no chemical in this, but to, to alter your body or your person that way, trust me, there's a chemical. They may rename it. Um, you hear formaldehyde most often, but there are uh, versions of formaldehyde that they're using which may or may not be even more dangerous. Would you agree? Yes, I would. And when you apply heat to this, and most of these are heat activated, mm-hmm. you get fumes and you're breathing this. Right. So even if you have something that's inert, and it, that means inactive, and uh, doesn't do anything until you apply heat and you absolutely need a heat of some type to perform a Brazilian service, then that is where you run into trouble. And those fumes are the things that are causing the headaches and the you know medical conditions. So just be aware. Um, one of the things that stylists can do to lessen the fumes, if people insist on those things, um, ventilate your area. So open a window, open a door, you know, um, so it's not as intense or you can dilute that air around you. Any other suggestions for substance?
8: Wear gloves because these products, some people become highly allergic to them. It's just like when you color hair um, or use chemical relaxers to straighten hair. You need to wear gloves to protect
3: your skin. Right. These uh, substances are very harsh. They're they're. Changing the body. And so um, it's definitely important to wear protective equipment. Other protective equipment that you could recommend for people? Well, they could wear a mask. They could wear glasses. Mm -hmm.
8: Um, A mask is not going to hide the fumes. I mean, it's not. It's
3: still going to filter somewhat, but nothing... nothing. is recommended even by the manufacturers. They don't say, because realistically it's not going to help that much. Oh. Yep. And the uh, your eyes are a, a carrier, uh, a source where, you know, things can get into the eye. Mm-hmm. Just a, a small splash um, could be causing a burn and you don't really even notice for quite some time. So any of those things that you can use to protect yourself is really helpful. But even though I have been, I will do a Brazilian blowout. Um, I gotta say that's not my favorite. Um, there are only a few people that I'll, I'll even consider that for. But I'm working in a place where they have many suites, so there's a lot of them going on already. So just walking in the in the environment, it's there. You're exposed. I'm exposed. So do what I can to protect myself because I would like to see my children grow up. That's right. We'll be right back with uh, another part. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, prescriptions, herbal prescriptions, and things that we could use instead of for different things with our hair, head and heart. Thank you.
2: I'm like Maya Angelou to get my first perm until I was 70. My community has a rich culture full of hair care traditions. But when we made that transatlantic voyage, we weren't allowed to pass first. I'm Marissa Perkins. I travel all around the world, and I'll visit Mary from time to time to tell you what's what the way I see it. Tune in Saturdays at 3. Or just visit her.
3: Hair is about options. Chavo means hair, specializing in dreadlocks, extensions, keratin straighteners, and transitioning hair for all textures and communities. Cheveaux at Salon Concepts is located at 6521 Lindale Avenue South in Ridgefield. Call us, 651-274-0452. That's 651-274-0452. Or visit chavomn.com That's C-H-E-V-E-X-M-N.com.
1: I'm starting a Bible study. Where can I get a Bible and a good concordance? Offer Who's Bookstore. I need a card with a meaningful Christian message.
9: Offer Who's Bookstore. I don't want to give just money for First Communion or Confirmation. Where can I find an appropriate keepsake gift? Offer Who's
0: Bookstore. Offer
9: Who's Bookstore
0: would love to meet you and help you get exactly what you need. They have Christian books,
9: eloquent greeting cards, and memorable gifts. Osterhoose is your go-to place for tons of tools to help you study the Bible, from page tabs and magnifiers to highlighters and bookmarks. They'll even personalize a name on your new Bible while you wait. Looking for something out of the ordinary? Osterhoose will special order it for you and they always offer free gift wraps. Osterhoose and Gifts catering to all things Christian plus they're a full service print shop just north of downtown Robbinsdale online at OsterhoosePub.com. That's dot com.
2: I'm like Maya Angelou. To get my first perm until I was 70, my community has a rich culture full of hair care traditions. But when we made that transatlantic voyage, we weren't allowed to pass first. I'm Yertha Perkins. I travel all around the world, and I'll visit Mary from time to time to tell you... What's what, the way I see it? Tune
3: in Saturdays at 3. Gorgeous visitor. Hair is about options. Chavot means hair. Specializing in dreadlocks, extensions, keratin straighteners, and transitioning hair for all textures and communities. Chavot at Salon Concepts is located at 6521 Lindale Avenue, South in Ridgefield. Call us, 651-274-0452. That's 651-2740452 or visit chavo at C-H-E-V-E-U-X-M-N.com. You're listening to Hair, Head, and Heart. I'm your host, Mary Reed, and we're here today with Carolyn Kratsky, an activist and just a very passionate stylist in our industry. She's a stylist, a manager, a former owner. I'm, your list is incredible, but thank you for being here. We're going to talk a little bit more about these herbs and you know some options that people might have uh, that. Uh, they're exploring and using. But we want to caution people that not all herbs fit every occasion. So we want to make you aware to just really look at the long-term effects of some of the things that you might be using that are popular that um, might have some counterindications or might have some side effects that you weren't planning for. So what are some of the, like, herbs that you recommend, Carol? Well, there's lots of things that we a lot of us use them cooking
8: and eating them quite often during the week. Mm-hmm. Um garlic is one. Um I had a very bad cold and my um well, she's um an acupuncturist. She recommended what she called soup and it was garlic and onions and honey. Mm. It sounds terrible, but you know really it wasn't so bad and it did help. Okay. But, those things do help you because they're um,
3: you can u- use them raw or you can use them cooked or you can use them any type of I know that there are like thousands of good uses for garlic, just thousands and thousands and it's very good for your body it is it is however, just as a precaution, be aware that if you have already a low blood condition, then it lowers blood levels. So you have to be aware of, is garlic really the right thing for you? That's true. Any others that you like?
8: Well, I, I like I said before earlier in the show, I use a lot of lavender and tea tree oil mm-hmm. because it's antibacterial. Yep. It relieves nervous tension, um, and it's, it's just good to... Um, It'll relax you. It'll
3: yes. help very you. balancing. Yes, very yes. balancing. It's a good skin balancer. Uh, you can use it, you know, in combination with many, many things. Um, so lavender it seems overall pretty safe. Well, and another thing about
8: lavender and tea tree are two essential oils that you can use pure. You do not need a carrier. All the other ones, you need a carrier such as oil or lotion mm-hmm. to use them.
3: And let's take. Not everybody knows what an essential oil is. It's a pure
8: oil that's been extracted from the plant, Um, and then they extract all the oil from that particular plant. Like um, lavender, when there was a chemist that was using or doing something in his lab, and he had this vat of lavender that he had extracted because he was doing experiments with it, I guess, and um, he burned himself. Mm-hmm. and the only thing he had there was this vat of lavender so he stuck
3: his arm in it <laughs> he never got any scars he said i'm healed um bee pollen another one to help with scarring it's um not as easy to find it anymore no, but it's, it's very good with that type of thing um, aloe vera gel you can take it right from the plant itself That's right. and um just open up your plant and you know a lot of healing power in that it's Pretty much pure moisture. Mm-hmm. You don't let the name gel fool you. Um, but, again, you want to be looking at organic or essential, uh, that level. When it becomes mixed with this, that, or the other thing, you oh, don't pure. know what you have. Um, and a rule of thumb, if you're looking at a label and say it has a big old vitamin E, and that's what you've been looking for, you find vitamin E, and that's big on the front label, you might want to still turn it around and see if there is only still that big old E which far its active ingredients or just ingredients, period, or if they have a list of about 18 things because the labels are put in, in order of how much of something or something is in there. So if that E is like at the bottom of that big old list, um it's not very much in there and if that e also in the parentheses has some um you can't something you can't pronounce or something that looks latin or foreign to you in the parentheses then that means that whatever e is in there it's a synthetic version so uh marketers are very good at knowing you know what we want but you want to look at the full label and get the full picture of really what you're buying into that's true excellent
8: I also use a lot of basil because it tastes good, <laughs> <laughs> and it gives good flavor to food, and I I try to use not a whole lot of salt because we get enough salt, actually, naturally
3: in our foods. We don't really need to salt things, but it makes your food taste better. It does, um, but there's alternatives with seasonings, and um, I am not... Master Chef, but I do know that exploring with uh, different seasonings from different cultures and communities, um, you'll you'll find your flavors that way. It doesn't have to be sure. straight table salt or nope. sea salt, um, which actually turns out there's not a big difference between the two. But nope. um, yes, just be aware. This month is also um, one of those months where they talk about herbal and uh, drug interactions. So... Uh, not the only place that you can get the information here on Hair, Head & Heart, but it is definitely a movement, and you just need to be aware and not just take any old thing and put it in your person or on your body um, because it might not be safe for you, especially if you are pregnant, for example. A little, little tiny thing, rosemary, I think, has some counterindications with uh, pregnancy. So just be aware if you have any extra conditions going on to... Uh, Go really deep into your research. Or, yeah, give us a call, and we'll look help you look things up. Another one is
8: peppermint. You do not want to put that in a bath, water, too much of it. It cools
3: your body down too fast. Mm-hmm. So be aware. Yes, 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 just Just be cautious. Um, we have all kinds of things. We, there's thousands of herbs, and I started to bring my herb book today, but then it's like, oh, no, I think uh, we'll be in trouble and never, ever talk about anything else. <laughs> but I do um, really appreciate herbal uh, discussions, and uh, this is the month to do it, to learn more probably than you typically would. So let's go on to the next topic if you want to. Ready? Talk about Trichology. Trichology is uh, the science of doing hair. So we've got some of the medical things we talked about. We talked a little bit about uh, the herbs and natural things, as well as some of the chemical things that are really common and and part of the money thing. And we'll talk about, we'll tie trichology into some of the money things with the industry. But what do you think about the push toward trichology into uh, the industry? Well, Trichology is the study of hair, Mm -hmm. and that's what we
8: basically do when we're a cosmetologist is we study hair, and it's not just from beauty school. You continue to study hair on all the clients you work on, and you continue through your lifetime to study hair, and you learn a lot about just feeling people's hair. You could tell sometimes if they've got a chemical or they've got something in their system Mm -hmm. because it comes out in your hair. Absolutely,
3: and I think unfortunately too many stylists are forgetting that. I mean, there's a big push, and it's a great market. And uh, if you were, if you've been doing it right, you are truly a PhD already, professional hairdresser. And that study um, has not reached the levels of accreditation and, and that type of stuff. I think because so often people get sidetracked and they're so uh, concerned about the latest style that they're forgetting that they're working on a live human body for pay, and it is a very serious thing. So um, I like the movement toward trichology. I, I just kind of think the focus is a little skewed right now, but I, I definitely think that the people who are serious about it should um, have a, a, a larger platform or a more serious platform Um you're a very seasoned stylist, and so what have you noticed in these last, I'd say, 10 years? Are people in your world getting more serious, or are they getting more trendy? I can't say as I've really noticed
8: the difference, but I know that through the years that I have done hair, sometimes you can just look at a person and say, you need this, or
5: mm-hmm.
8: feel their hair. And I think sometimes stylists forget about chucking the scalp and the hair or feeling it before they take them over to the shampoo bowl they don't even brush it out they just put them in the in the here's the style you know shampoo their hair and take them back to the you know their station
3: and then style their hair and yep, they they're missing out <clears throat> they are they're missing out well i know that there is a big huge push and um i you know i just encourage people to explore that as a as a real thing don't just style your people you know, look at their hair. Know what you're dealing with. Maybe you can recommend, okay, this is this looks a little bit different. That um, Your hair, I've been doing your hair for five years, and it feels different. You know, that's important. And you want to point that out to your people. And don't just assume that because you used a different hair color that that's what caused this or that to happen it might be but it's you really need to explore and if you're if you're going to stay in the profession and and become seasoned like um carolyn and myself then you're going to want to know hair you're really going to want to know what you're dealing with well
8: where i've noticed it the most is when my customers have changed medication Mm -hmm. or started taking a medication that they hadn't taken before and it does
3: affect the chemical results absolutely um A lot of times people will have the surgery with the weight loss and they don't realize that, I mean, they cover everything else, but um, you lose about 80% of the protein in your body Well, your hair is protein. So you're going to have an extreme loss, mass exodus of hair, but it comes back. Um, So, you know, it'd be nice to work in tandem with doctors so that they could um, prepare you better and people won't be so depressed and traumatized and feel alone and all of those things. But rest assured, it comes back, but it's good to know what you're in as far as the process. I'm Mary Reed. We're here with Carolyn Kratsky, and we will return shortly with Hair, Head, and Heart here on AM 1570.
2: I'm like Maya Angelou, and not get my first perm until I was 70, my community has a rich culture full of hair care traditions, but when we made that transatlantic voyage, we weren't allowed to pass first. I'm Mercer Perkins. I travel all around the world, and I'll visit Mary from time to time to tell you what's what the way I see it. Tune in Saturdays at 3, or just visit her.
3: Hair is about options. Chavo means hair, specializing in dreadlocks, extensions, keratin straighteners, and transitioning hair for all textures and communities. Chavo at Salad Concepts is located at 6521 Lindale Avenue South in Ridgefield. Call us, 651-274-0452. That's 651-274-0452. Or visit chavomn.com
0: at C-H-E-V-E-U-X-M-N.com. People who can afford a LASIK procedure sure are lucky. Imagine being able to throw away your contacts and glasses. Imagine waking up tomorrow with 20-20 vision. Too bad everyone can't afford LASIK. Well, guess what? There's a company that agrees with you. TLC Laser Eye Centers is now offering great prices on high-quality LASIK to make it affordable for everyone. That means you get the latest FDA-approved all-laser LASIK technology for less than what others charge. And if you call right now, we'll schedule a free appointment so you can discover if LASIK is right for you. Results may vary. Call 1-800-914-7225. Even better, if you're one of the first hundred callers, ask about an extra $400 off your all-laser LASIK procedure. That's $200 off per eye. We've already performed over two million procedures. Let us help you. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you deserve for less than what others charge. For your free appointment, call 1-800-914-7225. 1-800-914-7225.
2: I'm like Maya Angelou. To get my first perm until I was 70, my community has a rich culture full of hair care traditions. But when we made that transatlantic voyage, we weren't allowed to pass first. I'm Yertha Perkins. I travel all around the world, and I'll visit Mary from time to time to tell you what's what, the way I see it. Tune in
3: Saturdays at 3. Gorgeous visitor. Hair is about options. Chabot means hair, specializing in dreadlocks, extensions, keratin straighteners, and transitioning hair for all textures and communities. Chavo at Salon Concepts is located at 6521 Lindale Avenue, South in Ridgefield. Call us, 651-274-0452. That's 651-274-0452. Or visit ChavoMn.com at C-H-E.
7: All right, Uh, we're live. It's Wednesday morning, February 23rd of 2022. I'm Carrie Hines, and we've been listening to Mary Reed Johnson, of course, from Hairhead Heart. Uh, This is one of her classic episodes, as you guys have heard. Um, Lots to talk about this morning, uh, so I may talk a little bit, uh, touch on some of the things Mary talked about with her very special guest out in Minnesota. I loved when she got into the parts about alopecia, and there's so much to talk about with that. Uh, So we'll get into that a little bit. I think if not today, we'll do it uh, tomorrow. Friday is a brand new episode, uh, and we're going to, we're really going to dig into some of the wonderful things that Mary has talked about right here on our show, uh, the Hair Radio Morning Show. But right now, you guys have been kind of listening to uh, a little bit of Mary Reed Johnson, and there'll be a whole lot more of her to come on this Friday. So we are super, super excited, and we'll get her uh, back on. I'll let you guys listen to the rest of this. It only goes on for a few more minutes, and then we'll be kind of with you live. We've got a lot to get to this morning. Of course, Dr. Michael Obank from out in uh, Beverly Hills, California. Uh, very, very nice uh, facility out there. He is the physician who treated uh, the Gorilla Glue Girl, uh, known as, well, her real name is Tessica Brown, and and we're so excited to catch up with uh, a brand-new interview, an exclusive interview with Dr. Obey, on uh, where-are-they-now type uh, uh, of an update right here on the radio morning show. So I'm going to let you get back to Mary. Uh, and then um, we'll talk about Mary a little bit because I want to clarify some things that she mentioned in her piece uh, with us um, that you guys are listening to. And um, I'll be back on the other side of that. And remember, this was several years ago with Mary. Uh, so a lot of the information has evolved since then, especially when it comes to alopecia. You know, we don't really refer to it anymore. It's baldness kind of thing. So we'll talk about some of that and we'll Clarify a lot of that uh, for you, and then of course um, we're inviting everybody to uh, press one on their phones if you have something you want to chime in. We've got a lot of things to talk about, so we're going to get you right on, and you'll be able to share. Uh, we have folks tuned in right now from just about everywhere. So my good morning officially to you, and and I'll be back with you on this Wednesday morning, February twenty third, about twenty or twenty twenty two. It's about 717 New York time, 617 out in Central Time Zone, and we want to hear from you. So press 1 if you've got something to say. And here's uh, a little bit more of Mary. We'll, we'll be <laughs> back with you. Just yeah, stay tuned.
3: I want to just jump into it with no
8: education. No. And investigate. Ask questions. Absolutely. Ask people that have been in business. And, you know, one of the questions I tell students when they're going to look at a salon is ask the person how long they've been in business and how many employees they have and how long their employees have been with them.
3: Absolutely.
8: And what do their employees do for them? You know, it's, it's a give-and-take situation. If you have people that work for you and you can't get along with them,
3: then it doesn't do your business very good either. Right. You're not, well, you're just going to be a really hard-working somebody for no apparent reason. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's good to know how to build a team. How to inspire a team, how to make things better, and part of what we do here uh our our mission is to know better, do better, be better, be better to yourself, be better to the community, for the community, so I appreciate um that information um and well, I know Mary's owned her own business, and I have too absolutely and um it's it is you know a a very positive, wonderful thing, but when you are managing other people, you just really have to have a really strong, solid uh, uh, base, and then you have to build your team. Uh, they have all kinds of, you know, personality tests even at our level where uh, you can test and see if you've got everybody who's an expressive or everybody has personality and and not much dedication. Then that's not going to work. You know, you need uh, part A, B, C, and D to fit the puzzle together. So I enjoy ownership, but I really, really had the hardest time putting together teams that um, fit my vision. Uh, Sometimes you get desperate, and it's like, well, they can do hair really well. But if they don't have a personality that fits your team, don't do it. That's all I can say. Just don't.
8: I also found that I had job descriptions Mm -hmm. for Different jobs that needed to be done absolutely and I expected the people that were in that position to do that particular job yep
3: um, ongoing education because they might have the vision and they are excited and and that type of thing but when you get incredibly busy then sometimes you just stop learning and I really encourage people to learn and that was I was surprised it was so um, interesting to me that there are people out there who get to a certain level, they think they've plateaued, they don't want to move any, they don't want to know any more, they don't want to um, go further. And uh, I, I was just amazed that there are people out there like that. But that was one of my, you know, learning curves. I learned it and uh, just got better for it. Well, I believe you can learn your whole life.
2: Absolutely. And keep on
3: learning. That's the kind of people I want around me. Lifelong learners, lifelong right. doers, you know, always growing doing something, and uh, that's what we have going here today at Hair, Head, and Heart. Um, Recently, there was a, uh, I don't know, a situation in Minneapolis, and it, I think, encompasses a lot of what goes on. This, by the way, is a safe zone to talk about hair. It's called Hair, Head, and Heart, and some of the things we do are we dispel myths, We just come up with suggestions, alternatives. We explore just everything to do with hair, head, and um, heart. And that could mean passion or that could be a medical thing. So uh, one of the situations that came up uh, recently, it's been in the news, was with the Denny Kemp Salon and Spa. And uh, they have two locations, the wonderful, beautiful place, one northeast Minneapolis and I think the other one's in Edina. But... um, There was a woman who went in, and she had been there a couple of times before, had a stylist who was very, you know, playful, you know. And sometimes we have to, you know, balance that playfulness that we have when we get familiar with a client with professionalism. And in any case, in this particular day, this woman who had gone with permed hair, and permed hair is hair that um, is chemically altered to be straighter, and it had been a couple of years since he had visited this particular stylist, and he said something to the effect of, "Oh, we're gonna." And she went in with natural hair, so a natural, more curly, more textured hair. And um, she asked for a cut and maybe a, a press, which is a straightening but non-chemical straightening. In any case, uh, by the end of the day, she had become part of the attention of the salon, and I don't think in the end she was even satisfied with the service that she received, and she went on Facebook. And and her Facebook um, people really were very upset for her and very hurt um, at the lack of professionalism that this employee had uh, demonstrated, but in the end, uh, in the news, he was let go from his job. And that was not the outcome that the the, uh, client wanted initially, but sometimes you get unexpected um, consequences when you don't think things out or when you're not professional. And, and, you know, I feel for everyone in this situation. What do you think um, a person could have done differently so that wouldn't be an outcome? Are you talking about the client? Could have been the client? I think the client probably could have done a little better uh, consumer research. Um, she was aware sure. that she had something special going with her hair. And um, if you have a Rolls Royce, not saying anything bad about pennies, but you don't take it to pennies for repair. Um, and, the you know, sometimes you just do get a little unfamiliar. She could have spoken up. You know, at any point, true. And he could have handled things a little more professionally. Maybe he got
8: too familiar with her. Mm -hmm. And that was, she didn't like that. Mm
5: -hmm.
8: And sometimes, you know, we all make mistakes, but it's a hard lesson to learn.
3: In your school, do they address things so that people can be prepared to, you know, be professional beyond the basics?
8: Well, you have to do it case by case. And if some, we do have some disgruntled customers at times. Sometimes their expectations are not what the student can perform because it is a school. And they forget that sometimes. And sometimes we have to remind them.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: Or sometimes if they're too outspoken and unkind, we simply tell them, maybe you should go to a salon. I mean, that's one way of handling it. Um, because sometimes our students just aren't prepared for that yet. Yeah. Well, I think this is a great opening for discussion.
12: You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines.
7: Now my very special guest with us is from the world of barbering. The Hair Radio Morning Show is proud to welcome Rick Borland. Rick, good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Carrie. How are you? Well, I'm doing great, uh, and it's great to have you with us. And I want to tell the folks, um, you know, barbering, we don't get a chance often to talk about barbering so much here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. But uh, if there's, you know, you know, and we're kind of ushering this in because you're being introduced to our amazing fans, and for many reasons that we're going to get into in just a bit, but I want you to tell the folks out there uh,
6: where are you located and a little bit about yourself, Rick. I'm located in Malvern, New York. Um, we, I am a barber instructor. I'm a teacher, so I teach hair to high school students. Um, I teach also uh, future barbers on how to get their license, and I make sure that they have all the necessary Uh, tools they need and knowledge they need to take the New York State Barber test so they can come and train with me here where I tell them about things like, I teach them things about sanitation, straight razor, um, body positioning, all the things that they need, facial, everything that they need to pass the New York State Barber exam. Um, So I'm, I'm an educator as well as a celebrity barber. And I've been doing it for a pretty long time. It's just my joy. I love him. I love I love how it makes people feel.
7: Well, I have to say, because, um, you know, I'm, I was aware of, like, a lot of the cosmetology classes that they have in the high schools, but I was not as familiar with the barbering right here in my home state. So um, I love this. Can you tell us how this kind of, because I'm sure that I'm not alone out there, and that there may be some states where they this is something that they may wish to as well start. Um, so, how did this whole thing come about for you in terms of becoming a barber instructor? Which uh, oh school? well, well
6: what happened was um, there was a program at Rikers Island that I was teaching uh, hair at. We were at Rikers and we were doing a program for the inmates at Rikers, That's which serious, uh, I partnered with. A, serious <laughs> Yeah so it was it was is you know teaching in a prison you know is is a, is a little difficult it can be um but you know what when you empower people especially our people to you know have a skill that can make them look better and feel better and you know you teach a man how to fish and not give him the fish it 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 it, it does something for just their self esteem and their self awareness um what happened was the riper's thing really wasn't the best choice i would say uh it was it was a good thing to do um and then what happened was you know um the program for barbering came up and in in a particular high school and they they wanted somebody that was homegrown they wanted somebody that was licensed experienced and then somebody more importantly that knew not just barbering but how to relate to our kids and how to teach. And I've been teaching for years. Um, that's one of the things I've been doing in my own barbershop is taking, you know, young guys off the, off the street, letting them sweep up, teaching them the business of barbering, teaching them the nuances, you know, all the nuances and teaching them how not just just to be the guy that's sitting there cutting hair, but just different hair textures. And, and, and a, lot of my, a lot of my kids, a lot of my students have gone on and opened their own barbershops and stuff like that. So I took what I was doing in my community. And made it something that we took to the high schools so um, so the high schools actually the high school actually uh, had a need for barbering because the students were saying listen it's you know I don't want to be a cosmetologist you know cosmetology you know they felt it like it was too feminine for some of the young high school kids there and so the guys wanted something that was kind of in their scope so they introduced barbering, and you know we've been at it for a few years, and it's been wonderful.
7: Well, I have to say, there's. It's funny that you say that about uh, the 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 you know the the guys were saying how oh, it's this and that to you know enter into the cosmetology program, but I have to also say there's also a bigger argument there too that I remember depending upon what state you're in. Um, there was a while that, you know, in some places you were compelled to take the entire cosmetology course when you were interested in barbering. There was very little in barbering uh, in that course at the time. So uh, right, it's is, really right. interesting for me when you say that. I'm like, oh, my, I remember this kind of thing. So awesome. Yeah, like, uh, what do you say?
6: Go ahead, Rick. I'm sorry. What do you say? to that? So I mean, Terry, like this is like a, I, I don't know how to put it in a. It's almost like it's almost like uh, it, it, the the like. There's some people that go to, to culinary school and they still can't cook. You know, like you know, they can oh, prep. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, Barbara, Rick, you Rick. gotta
7: send your letters to Rick now,
6: okay? <laughs> I'm to make sure. I said some. I said some. I love <laughs> eating out. I think some. I, with all due respect to the people that do what they do, um, right, right. I just think that um, when you're in the game, when you're standing behind a chair, when you're in customers. You know, you're you're breathing it in it and around it. It's a completely different animal than somebody teaching you just theory. You know, um, you know, so it's a different it's a different animal. You know, uh, I teach when we teach one thing about hair, cosmetology or barbering, which is great, is that you know we can we can do the book, we can do the ladies book, we can do all that other stuff, mm-hmm. like videos and talk to other people. But you for you to cut hair, you got to cut hair. You know, you got to be in it. You have to put some clippers and some shit. Some comb. You got to do it. So, you know, it's like anything else. You can't box by watching a film. You got to actually get in the ring. You got to, you got to, you got to do what you got to do. So, I, 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 it's the practical part of hair that is so fascinating. You know, that makes it great, especially for high school students. They, you, students need to see their work. You need, they need to see what they've built. If you're a sculptor, if you're a baker, if you're a if you're a chef, if you're a designer, you know, whatever you do, when you see that thing come together, it just gives you a sense of pride.
7: Well, Rick, my
6: big thing is looking at it
7: also with uh, opportunities of entrepreneurship. This is where oh, you yeah. can, that class that you're teaching, where they can turn it into their own business, each one of those Absolutely. students. And that even could be Absolutely. a network.
12: So well, what? what
7: Yes, go, go ahead, but, ahead, Rick. Sarah. You know I'm so excited. <laughs> but you go all ahead.
12: So
6: what what happens is just like mm-hmm. high school. When I started cutting hair, I was 14. I was uh, what what is it? 14. I think I was a freshman in, in high school, uh, Mount Vernon High School, and money earned um, Mount
7: Vernon. That's where I'm from. That. <laughs> and,
6: um so we, I was I was a freshman in high school, and um, what happened was. Um, the, the story is, I started cleaning up a barbershop when I was 14, and when I was 13, around 13 to 14, and around 14 to 15, I looked at some of the people working there who were not high school graduates, who were not college educated, and these guys had pockets full of money, and I thought I can do this too, and uh, I lied to my best friend um, Don. Shout out to Don Thomas. I lied to him, my good friend, and. Um, His father brought him to the barbershop two weeks later, and I cut his hair, and I never cleaned up again. So from 15 to now, and and here's the thing that's crazy, Carrie, is that I have guys, and when we start our our classes in September, I tell all of my students, I says, by the end of the month, you guys will be cutting each other's hair. And they're like, Mr. Boylan, you're absolutely crazy. There's no way I'm letting them touch my hair. And by October we got not only the people in our class, but we got half of the school that's looking in the door getting haircuts. Wow. You know, and here's the crazy part. Some of these high school guys are charging, you know, are we talking about 30 days of learning how to hold a clipper, how to bone structure? 30 days, 30 to 40, not even a full 30 days, and they're shaping each other up and wanting to get paid. You know, um, my... My students have gone on, uh, shout out to Joel Cooper, who is, uh, he's a point guard for, I think it's for Central Connecticut. Um, he was one of my students, one of my first students. Um, and he cuts the whole basketball team. Um, Miles Blyden, who's out here, he, he works in a barbershop. Got a host of our uh, Dominican brothers, young, young sons that are they're, they're cutting hair, some of my African uh, students and here's the thing that's crazy, Carrie. My female students are some of the best you have ever seen. They're 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 cutting their fathers, they're cutting their uncles, they have they they have you know, we have a full barbershop in our high school and, and a lot of our girl students are really doing their thing. So wow. yeah, it's it's I the entrepreneurship is it's immediate. You know, it's it's great. It's it's immediate. Hair always grows, so we'll always have a chance to cut it and make some money. Now, Rick, I have to ask you, when you started out
7: and uh, the barbering industry, um, I think the better question, was: It is it the same as it is now that it was when you started or has there been significant changes along the way? Is there anything well, you I mean, you here's,
6: shed on that? Here's the thing that with well, barbering that's changed. When I started... Um, a hundred years ago, it was not that many barbershops, you know. So that was one. Two, um, there was a mentorship. Like, so you had to pay your dues. And, you know, you're, you're, in a, you're in the communication. You had to pay your dues. There was no such thing as you just walking off the street and picking up a pair of flippers. Like, for you to get in a barbershop, you either, A, had to go to school and, and, and you know, have – put some time in, or B, you had to take my route where you had to clean up hair, you had to go to the store, you had to learn the clippers, you had to do the orders, you had, to, you had to intern, you had to work until you got a shot. And then your shot came from your friend, you know, your friend that said, hey, you know, can you think you can shape me up? You know, thank God for my father, my brothers, my brother Mike, all the people that, you know, um, gave me my shot when I was starting out. And 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 so, the barbershop has changed. I think the, the industry is is better than it ever been because now we got stuff like filling and man weeds and 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 you know there's different hairstyles and and just dif- different things that barbers can do that they weren't doing before. But then again, on the other side, I think it's cheapen because everybody who hmm. picks up a pair of clippers they thinks they're clip they thinks they're a barber. So now you have. Uh, barbers cutting hair at their homes. And then there is a certain price point that when the market is flooded, people don't understand the skill that's involved in cutting hair because it just becomes, well, you just, you just cut hair. No, I don't just cut hair. I'm not the guy that's in his basement that, you know, doesn't clean his clipper, that doesn't know what he's doing. You know, it, it, it's completely different. It's completely then- different. That's exactly so, what I was yeah. going to
7: ask you. What What is the best way to describe it, then? Because that sounds like a barber, a real barber is A, B, or C, as opposed to just somebody, like you said, anybody picking up the clippers. Because I could pick up clippers. But let me tell you, you don't want to see me <laughs> trying to shake myself <laughs> up. Believe me. And, and we were left to our own devices in this past, uh, you know, with the, yes, the you situation work. happening. Yes, we were. So, yes, we um, were. So what, what makes a barber? What makes a good barber, shall
6: we say? Let, let me tell you something. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you the number one thing that I teach my, my students, right, is what makes, a good, what makes a good counselor, right, what makes a good friend, is you have 90, I would say 70 to 80% of barbering is listening, is listening to what the client wants. Let them tell you what they want. And it's transcribing what's inside their mind to your hand. 90%, percent i say 80% of this thing is listening, 20% is skill. So what makes a good barber is somebody that listens. What makes a good barber is somebody that is uh, up on what the latest haircuts are. Um, and, and somebody that knows their client, you know, somebody that knows, you know, um, some, some people say, you know what, I want to try this, that, and the other, but you have to say to them, "Do you really want to try X, Y, Z? And you would have to give them options and choices and talk to them before they make that that commitment. So, um, and then somebody that is skillful enough to have the that is that has the right um, tools and material and and products, you know. So, being a barber is listening, and then being skillful enough. To, to, to translate what they want and and put it on their head, you know, oh, and following that. the rules. So, you know, that's what it is. Like, what makes a good friend? Somebody that you can call and they're not just talking when you talk. They're like, Carrie, what, what, what's going on with you? Talk exactly. to me. And that's what the bond is. And I think that's what the bond with barbering and clubs and, Because we're not just barbers. Barbers are counselors, psychiatrists, um,
7: And in um, our community, your dad's. Quite often.
6: Dad, absolutely. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, Carrie. One time we had a single, you know, a, a lady that went through a divorce. Husband walked out, and she was too proud to ask for any money, so we hired her sons for the whole week. Her sons were 11 and 12, 13, something like that, and we paid them over and above, you know, what they were, you know, and they swept up hair and went to the store, and we, 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 we made sure that the mom got that money, so and she came back and said that was how we ate for two weeks wow. because of what you've done. So that's community. So that's what barbers are. Barbers are—we're not just a guy that makes your haircut or your fade looks good. We're the guys in the community. We've had clothes drives. We had—we uh, fed the homeless. You know, we've partnered with churches. You know, we've we've done a lot. We've done a lot. We and we've partnered with, with other people in different faiths for our community. You know, and that's mm-hmm. one thing about the barbershop.
7: Well, and now you, you know? partnered with Hair Radio, <laughs> so we are so <laughs> proud to have there. you, Rick Borland. We are yes. so proud Thank to you so have you.
6: Thank well, well, you so much, We're going to do great things.
7: Absolutely. Now, I want to first tell the folks a little bit about your shop. Uh, you are in New York. Please, again, remind everybody where you are and give us a little bit of a – we're going to give you a
6: commercial. Tell us about your shop. Well, we're, here he is, unisex, um, in Mount Vernon, 414 East 3rd Street. Um, we are a hair studio. We prefer appointments. We specialize in, in all kinds of hair, but our, our specialty, of course, is, is urban hair. Um, we do all kinds of cuts. Uh, we practice social distancing. You can't be in the shop right now without uh, you know, proper you know, protection. Um, but we're a different kind of barbershop. We're not the... Hood barbershop, you know our barbershop. We play. Yeah, old we don't school want to offend anybody
7: right. with hood. The word hood. No, we don't. We're not. But well, we're, we're not. You, know, we're not, but we're you, you keep have the all
6: the barbershops in the hood for that. We have the. We're a grown man barbershop. You know, we're the, we're the family barbershop. We're the barbershop where your uncle and your grandmother can come, and we can be in conversation, and we can be on mm-hmm. hair radio and talk, and nobody's offended by, you know, the music that's playing or 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 the things
7: some that's of the on the sometimes. Thing? We've all been in those oh, shops yeah, we, where the talk gets downright
6: crazy. So uh, yeah, well, do you control that think, to some degree there? I, well, first of all, you know, I'm a man of faith, so, and, and I believe that it, for you to be successful in business, you have to be successful. You have to appeal to more than one type of demographic, uh-huh. right? So, And I think that it doesn't matter with your, you know, what you, what you uh, do on your Sunday or your Saturday or whatever right, day. Right you know, you might, you know, you you, you choose to be. But everybody wants to have a conversation where we can talk freely, but we can't be offensive. So one thing we don't do is we try not to, not even try not to, there is is no tolerance. Welcome back. Thank you.
5: Um,
6: There's no tolerance for profanity. Um, We don't do profanity. We don't do um, illicit type of conversations. We can talk, but it's how we talk. So, we do conversations where sometimes it gets really intense in here, and um, we let people be free, but it's respectful because we have all kind of people here. So this is not your average barbershop. It's not for everybody, but it's for, it is for everybody, but it's for people that want to have, a, uh, wanna have a, a family. They want to have a family or they want to have a grown man conversation, or they don't want to have to curve uh, their behavior You know, because somebody walked in. That's not how I, you know, the barbershop I grew up in, we all, you know, we all had real conversations and you would talk to a CEO, you would talk to the bishop of a church, or you would talk to the guy that just got a record deal. And we can all sit here and talk and learn. So it's not the typical barbershop. But, you know, the haircuts are amazing and, you know, that's what we do. That's that's the barbershop I like to be in.
7: Well, listen, if you've just joined us, You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, with me on the line is a gentleman who's in New York. His name is Rick Borland. He is a barber instructor, of course, a shop, I should say, a barber shop owner, uh, and so many other things. You're an educator. Um, We're just loving this. Uh, What about uh, the the uh, man weaves now I, yeah, I heard you mention it earlier i kind of wanted to ask about it what can you tell us what a man weave is and uh is this new for barbershops
6: to have uh to be doing man weaves yeah listen um so for years our sisters you know god bless them um have had the privilege and opportunity to uh if they had hair challenges that they had stuff sewn in or glued in and And for the most part, you know, they made him feel great or, you know, gave him a chance for their hair to grow, whatever. And so so what is our options for the brother that's going bald, you know, that doesn't want to be bald? Like you're going light, you're getting thin, you start getting your late late 30s, 40s, whatever it is, even 20s, 50s, and you're like, you know what? The middle of my hair is thinning or my front line hairline is going, and I still want to still have hair. What do we do? So – you know we've seen through some inventions that there's the man weave where you know it's a piece that's glued onto your hair and it's you know your size is still there and they fade it in and it makes it look like you still have that hair you had when you was in high school and college and very few well, that, people that know. Let me see if i can paint this picture so it's kind of like
7: somebody's kind of getting that donut look you know where the whole the George Jefferson yeah yeah
1: <laughs> you know, I remember
7: that. Sh- Sherman Hemsley, I sat next to him at the Arsenio Hall show way back in the old days, and I remember it very, very well. We're both from Philadelphia, so we have a very close ties to uh, George Jefferson. Yeah, but everybody calls it the George Jefferson. Like, I just realized that. That's funny to me. Everybody knows it as the George Jefferson, but yes. That would that be a good candidate? Would George himself have been a good candidate for uh, the man weave?
6: <laughs> yeah, sure it is. But I mean, just imagine. So George Jefferson is probably in his forties and fifties as a character, right? But imagine yeah. that you're twenty, you know, or you're thirty, oh, well, yeah, or you or right. you're young forty, and you still want to, you know, you're still out on the market. You still you don't want to be the ball guy. You, you you know that's that's what the man weave is all about. It's about wow. It's about it's about putting hair back and still feeling you know like you know I mean listen it's relevant still being relevant you know yeah wow.
7: right sure well I'm loving it so, so that's, I've got if you're gonna talk about this and mention George Jefferson I have to shout out Mister Eric Monty uh, Eric Monty is a friend to the Hair Radio Morning Show he was on our show he created the character of George Jefferson Uh great yeah so I'm real excited when I came back to radio. He was on our show and welcomed me back with this Hair Radio Morning Show. So I certainly, he wrote Cooley High, What's Happening Now, uh, What's Happening, all those wonderful shows, along with uh, the gentleman from CBS. So real good stuff. So I've got to say, listen, Rick, we're about to really get this thing going. Now, you being with us here on the Hair Radio Morning Show, it's a big step for us. What can you tell the listeners of the Hair Radio Morning Show that you of what you look to bring to the broadcast about uh, barbering each week?
6: All right, so I've been around barbering well over th- over 30 years, all right? So um, I've done everybody from Puff Daddy to Trey Songz to Usher to Malcolm Jamal Warner to Casey and JoJo, I'll Be Sure, uh, Heavy D, uh, uh uh the Manhattans are my are my are my are my group that I, I still service. You know, so um I've I've got I've got clothes designers, I got some you know, NBA players, uh, famous uh, televangelists. I've done a I've done a lot of hair but the most important people that I would say they're all important, but the most important people in hair are the people that come to your shop every day. The people that sit in your chair the people who the don't community. need your clothes to clothes the shop in them, the regular guy is the most important person. And the reason I say that is because those are the people that make our community. The other people do too, but the, those are the regular people. When you look at what you make and what you earn and who you touch, you don't always touch a celebrity, but you touch the guy that delivers the mail, that has a morning show, that that's on the radio that <laughs> that is a teacher <laughs>
1: you there know you that's
6: go. a doctor you know that, that that's, that's 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 the guy that's around the corner you know those are the guys that are the most important people you know in our community so i'm a i'm a i'm a person that you know i try to touch all hands and 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 i try to be that person that is everything to everyone that i can be but um i just want i want the people to know that listen without them, without, without our, your listeners and without our customers, our everyday people, we would cease to exist. Exactly. So
7: that's right.
6: That, that's one of the most important things I want to do. I want to you know, sh- bring the community back to the community, if that makes sense. I want to bring this, this barbering thing is all about community.
7: Absolutely. So I'm
6: trying to be that guy. I'm trying to be what that old. guy. That's,
7: you are that yeah. guy. Let me just be the Remember? person to tell you. And uh, what I want to make sure that folks know uh, how to reach you, I know on Instagram, I believe your hair he is on Instagram. And your hair he uh, is on Instagram? Yes. and Now, that's really awesome, and, and I really appreciate that. And then also, they can always connect to you uh, through the Hair Radio Morning Show. We have our own Salon TV Network app. And if you download the Salon TV Network app, it's in the Google Play Store uh, we're so excited because there is actually a little form there that says Ask a Barber. So if you have any questions that you want to get, asked, uh, that you want to get the answer to uh, about barbering, you'll be able to connect with Rick, his amazing show right here on the Hair Radio Broadcast Network, we're going to say, and, uh, and we'll get it answered for you. So Rick, I just want to say thank you and welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show.
6: Thanks for having me, Carrie. It's an honor and a privilege, man. You can have any barber in the world, but you chose me, so I am glad to be here. I'm glad to be connected to your listeners. Very awesome. Man. You're doing a great work. I'm just awesome. glad to be a part. Awesome.
7: Well, listen, I want to say thank you, and remember, folks, we're going to be uh, bringing some of the latest in barbering, and I mean, I, I have it's like an entire world that we're kind of introducing our listeners to these days within the way of barbering. There's all kinds of equipment and there's so many discussions that we're going to get into. Um, it's going to be absolutely amazing. So please, folks, uh, definitely tune in. We'll keep you informed when Rick's uh, show is going to actually air. So Rick Borland, I want to thank you again from Mount Vernon, New York. Thank you for being with us on the Hair Radio Morning Show.
6: Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was great talking to you.
7: All right. Well, folks, keep it right here. We're going to have a whole lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go. Stay with us.
3: You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show with Terry Hines. Stay tuned.
7: It's two thumbs up. The Hair Radio Morning Show goes to the movies. It's our brand new movie talk radio segment. Listen live Tune in right here on our broadcast for our unique review of the latest movies. Join us live on the air to chat. It's movie talk on the Hair Radio Morning Show. The Let Your Spirit Store segment on the Hair Radio Morning Show is about getting your day and ours started with positive thoughts, well wishes, great quotes, and amazing affirmations. So if you have one you'd like to share, please send it through our Salon TV Network app, and we'll get it featured on the air. I'm Carrie wow. Hyde. You're invited to be part of our new limited radio broadcast series, Talking About Cosby. It's our chance to collectively delve into the life and career and legacy of Bill Cosby, right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Now, we've got great on-air commentators who will be lending their voices to this complex man's story. And we want to hear from you. Our mid-show hour from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 to 7 Central. It's your chance to call in and speak live on the air. Go to our Facebook page, The Hair Radio Morning Show, for complete details.
5: She just wants to be.
4: Cover girls don't cry after their face is made, but there's a hope that's waiting for.
10: Big shout out to Carrie Hines and the Hair Radio Morning Show. Check out Statewide Bosses and Statewide Chip Music available on all streaming platforms. Let's get it.
3: You're listening to the all new Hair Radio
0: Morning Show with Carrie Hines. Stay tuned. Time to rise and shine with the Hair Radio
7: Morning Show with Gary Hines. All right, we're back live. It's Wednesday morning, February 23rd of 2022. It's about 7.58 uh, East Coast time uh, coming up on 7 o'clock out for you Central folks. Um, Great to have you with us. Got a lot to unpack this morning, so we're going to kind of jump right on in. I first want to kind of bring up a couple of uh, program notes and kind of fill you in on the game plan for this morning and get some of you guys on. If you would like to chime in and be part of our on-air panel, this is a good time to press 1. Uh, we see you guys, folks, all lined up. I see you in, but please, yeah, go ahead, press 1, and uh, we'll get you on to be part of our panel discussion on all about Dr. Oving and so many updates and things to get to. Uh, but first, I want to kind of uh, lead on in with this. Uh, a little earlier today, we had on Mary uh, Reed Johnson. You guys, from, um, she, you know her from Hairhead Heart. And she did a great interview. She was talking about alopecia and all that. And I wanted to just make sure that we kind of clarify some things and really go in, so to speak, with uh, leading to the discussion this morning, uh, the exclusive return of Dr. Obeng to the Hair Radio Morning Show. So alopecia, again, uh, it's not a a fair assessment just to call it baldness. I want to make sure that's clear. And we at uh, Hair Radio are recognizing the importance, the importance of looking at alopecia, which they have many, many different types of alopecia. And for the African American community in my work, I see that traction alopecia, in my opinion, again, uh, this is a good time to join us on the conversation, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about what's happening with Dr. Obang. but my opinion is that uh, traction alopecia, which is, um, you don't hear a whole bunch of talk from the other alopecia foundations or organizations. Um, There are different reasons for that. Uh, But in the African-American community, this has to be the number one type of alopecia. Um, And it's very, very important uh, that we talk about it because largely it's uh, education and uh, how we need more education on this discussion so that uh, we can prevent situations that kind of lead to the whole issue as in with uh, Tessica and the uh, Gorilla Glue Girl story. So these are things that uh, have kind of affected us. Uh, they continue to affect uh, what uh, is happening out there. And I want to be the very first to tell you personally from Carrie Hines on this Wednesday morning, show number 676 on the Hair Radio Morning Show that we are starting our very own our very own, are you ready for this, uh, Traction Alopecia Foundation. So this is uh, my very own Traction Alopecia Foundation, which is the first ever to focus on education and hair care, particularly for curly textures in the African-American community. Uh, so we want to make this a big thing, and I think it's going to, to be just that, so, um, there, like I said, there are tons of alopecias. We don't want to get lost in uh, a lot of the other alopecias that still affect our community. But uh, we're going to drill it down, and we'll talk, we'll be talking about it because there's some other ones, uh, you know, like uh, alopecia uh, areata, things like that, where it's uh, stress-related and things of that nature. We're going to get into all that wonderful good talk as we move along, but first, this morning, coming up, while uh, this is why you guys are all tuned in. And I see it here, and we're so excited here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Uh, let me just first try to get on some folks uh, that I see standing by. I'm going to just kind of jump on in. I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to refer to your last two numbers of your phone numbers, so the last two digits, if you recognize that, then it's okay to speak because you'll be live on the air. So uh, the last two digits are twenty-eight. Digits twenty-eight. Uh, so
12: you're,
7: uh, we're gonna get you on right now. So welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Tell us your name and where are you calling in from.
13: Hi, Carrie. This is Jamisha, and I'm calling in from oh, Maryland. Oh my! Uh, oh, I'm
7: gonna say my. Oh my! It's my. <laughs> welcome. Well, I am so grateful to have you join our conversation. Wow. How nice yeah. is that? So yeah, really I, good. Well, okay. well, mm-hmm. well, before you get started, I'm going to talk a little bit about you as well. Uh, but stand by. We're going to bring on, uh, I see Nicole out there standing by. Uh, Nicole, who is one of the producers, you guys know her already, is one of Michael's angels. Uh, she joins uh, us today as well to be part of this incredible conversation. And uh I have to say now good morning, Nicole. Now you are out of uh Mississippi, uh, out of the Water Valley, Mississippi area. And uh That's correct. and I have to say, My now where where are you from again and what city is state? Um, Salisbury, okay.
13: Maryland.
7: Oh, okay, how nice is that? Okay, so we've got some folks a little bit south of where I am in Brooklyn, New York, this morning. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys lead and kick off the conversation again. If the rest of you, anybody else want to join on and just press 1. We'll get you on. So um, we're about to get on the original Dr. Obang interview, um, who is better known as the miracle doctor. And then he joins us with an all-new update exclusively for our broadcast. So you don't want to go anywhere, I promise you, on that That note. Uh, so first, we've got to talk about this. Okay, so, Nicole, um, I'm going to start and lead in with you. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on this whole entire, you know, a year ago, let me just preface this, I I preface this by saying, one year ago, folks, this was just an enormously huge story. Just one year ago, uh, we had never, I had never heard of uh, anything about Gorilla Glue, somebody putting it on their hair or anything like that. Uh, The story went everywhere. It was literally everywhere. There were all kinds of songs and mixes and things like that on the Internet. Um, you know she, uh, you know the Gorilla Blue Girl was everywhere, um, and I think she reluctantly. We're going to talk about this, but I think she reluctantly came to the internet to get help, and then it just blew up from there. So um, I want to get you guys' opinions. So Nicole, I'm going to start with you, and then of course Maisha will will ask you as well. But uh, what is, what would you like to say, Nicole, this morning?
12: Well, this definitely was a huge story a year ago. Just like you said, it was all over the internet. Lots of different comments and people poking fun at her and so forth. <laughs> yes, but yes, we yes. don't, yes. you know, we we don't know her situation. We don't, you know, right. my right. first thought was, oh my goodness, how in the world could she grab some gorilla glue and put it in her hair? But we don't right. know her situation, so we don't know exactly what the circumstances were, you know, to make her grab that Gorilla Glue instead of, you know, a hair product. But it was just mm. an amazing story, and it's just like, how in the world could this happen?
7: Wow, yes. Well, let me ask you, uh, now, and we're going to listen, and, and Dr. Obeng is going to really tell us all of this as well, and you'll hear the explanation. Uh, Maisha, what about you? Do you have a comment on, Kind of weighing in on all of this uh this whole story that kind of uh hit the internet a year ago um on on the gorqu girl story
13: um well I feel the same way as Nicole you know very shocking when I heard about it. actually, um, one of my clients told me about it and I went to the look up the story when I heard about it a year ago, and it was shocking, but I could see how someone who is not um in the hair industry, you know, could maybe possibly do, like, a last resort thing. And so actually, like, I, my heart just kind of went out to her and her situation, and I'm glad that she went to them to find the resources to get the help that she needed.
7: Yes, absolutely. Well, I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of waving my hand. I'm embarrassed to say, but when I first heard the story, I mean, if I have to be totally honest, I did have a little private chuckle to myself because I did not understand. I just thought it wasn't as serious uh, until I heard the the story. And when I heard the entire story, oh, my, I fell on the floor, literally. And I immediately had my team to to begin, uh, you know, developing the story to bring this man to us. um, and of course, my heart goes out to Jessica and all that she's gone through. Uh, like you said, um, Maisha, I have to, you know, Jamisha, I have to say, um, I am really excited that she went to the Internet. So to echo what you just said is critical because she got the help that she needed uh, to, you know, to remedy the situation. And Dr. Obang is that doctor. Who helped her and so um, you know just a real excited story so we're going to get on the original interview I'm going to ask you guys to listen it's only about 10 15 minutes long uh, this is dr. Michael opening from out in Beverly Hills California and let me say he runs an incredible facility out there so this is the man who brought uh, great uh, alleviation to this woman's situation and let me just preface it by saying, you know how uh, it had, in the research, her hair had always, already gone on for about a month by the time she went to the Internet. So I think she was hoping that this somehow would, you know, she'd be able to fix it without telling the whole world what was going on. And so this is why it's so important for us to focus on education. But uh, Dr. Obeng, um, this is what he had to say and, again, this is the original story with uh, Dr. Olbang which we're going to get on. And I really would like to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, so, please, if you have not pressed one, this is a good time to do so, and we'll we'll get that on. Okay, so take a listen, and then we have a brand-new update for you. So uh, you don't want to go anywhere. Stay with us. You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, I have a very, very special guest with us today. Now, he's a part of this, pretty much the biggest story in America. It is my honor to bring to the Hair Radio Morning Show the one and only, we're going to say, Dr. Obang, Dr. Michael Obeng. Thank you so much, and welcome to the broadcast. I was getting ready to work in Miracle, Doctor. Was <laughs> that was my day there. So good morning to you, and we're just so honored to have you on the show.
10: Thank you very much, Kerry. It's an honor an, and privilege uh, to be on the show this morning. And
7: well, so, uh, I... Give, uh, yeah. My experience with the audience. Wonderful. Well, I have to jump right on in. And we're talking about the amazing work that you have done with Ms. Tessica Brown. Now it has uh, been reported everywhere and across the internet. We're talking about huge uh, in terms of the uh, notoriety that's been, you know, reached about the, you know, about the story. In terms of uh, Tessica somehow with the gorilla glue uh, that was that, you know, she placed in her hair, and, and everybody knows the story. Well, what we don't know, and what you might be able to tell us, is like a. You know, what, what prompted her beyond what we've seen in the reported, you know, you know, gossip and this and that? What can you tell us that might shed some light on, on how this? Because you would have had to kind of, you know, kind of, I, I imagine, delve into that a little bit so you know how best to treat it. So what can you share with us today, Dr.
10: Oving? Thank you very much, Kerry. Your You're welcome. Questions. Uh, what happened with Tessica was very unfortunate. You know, it's one of those honest mistakes, you know, that somebody ran out of something they thought they can use an alternative uh, on a temporary basis, and you will turn into a, a month ordeal and a, a worldwide fanfare. And, of course, you know, these accidents happen all the time, and it's not just with hair or hairspray. You know, it happens all the time when people are, you know, washing their mouth with the, the wrong um, mouthwash, and so on and so forth. Uh, and I think the world should give Tessica a break. You know, uh, women go through a lot with their hair, especially the black women. And, uh, you know, to to get a bottle of a gorilla spray, a uh, blue spray to spray it to her head, thinking that she can wash it off, you know, in a few hours, uh, you know, that has turned into a national story, you know, a worldwide fanfare. Uh, it's something of a cautionary tip for all of us, and that's what I can say to that.
7: Well, I have to kind of add to that. I uh, I looked at everything when I started researching this, and I kind of looked at both the product that I believe she typically used and ran out of, versus the uh, product that she used. And honestly, there was, in my opinion, this is Carrie Hunt, and there was like a similar kind of description from me, from my words. So to me, you know, I can understand how somebody might do something like that, especially in a sense of, you know, when you're desperate and want your hair to look a certain way. You know, these, these are the, the, you know, how a lot of folks have been kind of pushed to that limit in terms of that. That's the bigger, broader story now seems to be hidden out there. But um, I want to kind of take a moment to uh, kind of turn to your Uh, the questions that folks have uh, asked me to ask you about the process and so forth. So can you walk us through uh, what, because you created this concoction, if you, I had the word concoction, but you created, uh, you know, you did some research and and came up with, uh, you know, what to use to kind of alleviate the situation, to remedy this, um, you know, this situation. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
10: You know, so when the, when the story first broke and we got wind of it and my office asked me if I can help it, and, of course, I said I can, uh, you know, of course, I didn't know it was a, a national sensation or something that had taken the whole world by storm. Uh, you know, I just said in confidence and in gratuity that, you know, pretty much anything I can think of, I can do it through the through the Lord who, has, you know, who strengthens me. But when I found out it was Gorilla Glue and it became a reality, after I said, yes, I can do it, and within two, three hours later, you know, I was getting a confirmatory uh, uh, message that, okay, she's going to be here two days later, which was on Wednesday, last Wednesday. Wow. You know, I said, sure. So, of course, you know, I'm not I'm not in a field that uses Gorilla Glue all the time. Uh, I've, I've heard of Gorilla Glue or Crazy Glue, but I don't know what was in it. Uh, but, you um, once, know, once I heard about it, I knew I was going to do it. You know, with any good, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, you know, any good visionary or great visionary, you, know, you you want to go look into and do research into what you're about to do. And if you are not used to it, you know, you have to delve into uh, the problem much deeper. Uh, so, of course, I had to Google Gorilla Glue, and I had to Google the, the main ingredients, which happens to be polyurethane, which is a very... Uh, very very strong adhesive that you know, goes back. You know uh, that was brought into America I think in the early 1990s uh, from the uh, Southeast Asia, where it was being used to for furniture manufacture. Hey. Then I then decided okay what can then dissolve urethane? You know, what are some of the solvents available? And having a chemistry background you know, helped. So uh, I was able to find out the different things that can break it down. But now. We are not talking about just breaking something down on, uh, on the surface, but this is on a human skin or human scalp. And, of course, being a doctor also tells me that if you put caustic solutions or caustic uh, substances on the body, on the scalp, it can potentially burn it. So now we have to find a fine balance between something that was gentle to the skin or the scalp and something that was effective enough to dissolve this powerful glue. And after the research that I did in the last two days, on Monday night, Tuesday night, and also making a call to Gorilla Glue and my old chemistry professor just to pick a, his, uh, his idea his brain. <laughs> wow. And made me come up with something. Of course, Gorilla Glue never reached back to me. Uh, they texted me that they tried to reach me. But, uh, uh, but by the time they texted me on I think Wednesday morning, I had already figured it out. Uh, and wow. I had done experiments on the on the mannequin on the not more often than a mannequin. On the on this car on this on this car that I have. One of those surgical scars uh I used to use when I when I used to teach residents how to uh, put plates and screws in people's faces. And that's sat uh, in front you know, that's that that's that sits in my office. So you know, we are we're fortunate enough to get hair donated by the Southern Temple here in Beverly Hills. Uh. Southern oh, Temple shout out to human hair. Yeah, Shout out wow. to Southern Temple. They gave me human hair. Uh, Veronica gave me human hair. We put the hair oh. onto this call. Uh, and then, you know, we took the Gorilla Glue. So my staff, Oscar Garcia, my assistant, went to uh, Home Depot to, to buy me Gorilla Glue and buy me all the things that I needed, you know. Uh, wow. And we were able to spray. And I still have it here in my office. And it stuck to this call. You know, I can... I spin around holding the hair. So we, what we first did was to glue the human hair donated by Southern Temple to the skull, and then we glue hair extensions on top of the human hair. And then we let it sit for about six hours. And then in the solution that I've tried on myself initially, brand my. you know, it brand, we do what's called test spots. So it burned a little brand, which is fine. If you use a little Q-tip and it burns, that means it's going to burn the scalp. So after we found the right solution that was, hurt, was gentle to my skin, I knew it was going to be gentle to scalp. And we used it on the on the mannequin on this call, the, the demo I had created, and the hair started to unravel. So back, you know, back then and then I knew that we had a product that can dissolve human, you know, that can dissolve greater group. And when Tessica arrived on Wednesday morning, I was very confident, without a doubt, that it was going to be successful. Uh, by the grace of God, everything well, and uh, you know, she's back in Louisiana doing well.
7: Absolutely, and and we are so proud to hear of that. We really are. One of the questions that came in from one of my followers and fans of the show, uh, they wanted to know if the treatment that you provided, like, you know, did it have any effect on her the hair follicles, you know, on her hair follicles? Because, you know, it's so it's so you know um you have to be so careful like you said it's you know you know in terms of preventing like long term damage or anything like that is there anything that you could tell us about you know it, because she seems to be really happy i think i've caught some videos where she was running her fingers through her hair and all of that so uh is there were you you know did the glue go all the way down inside the follicles anything that you could tell us on that part so yeah.
10: So you know, initially, of course, uh, tins can tins can uh, tins can penetrate to hair follicles whenever you put stuff on your scalp or your skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so without you know, so you know, I can tell you that the glue, uh, initially, when I got into the follicles, of course, it would temporary burn because of the fact that it's uh, it's caustic in nature. It would temporary burn. I mean, it would burn a little bit, but uh, and it might have some temporary effects on the hair follicles but i think mm-hmm. all in all she's going to recover and then the solution she's that we used, uh yeah the solution that we used was very gentle uh gentle enough that it's not going to hurt the hair follicles it hasn't hurt my hair follicles so hopefully you shouldn't hurt her right. hair follicles yeah, but well I now what about to... yes
7: i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you i was just going to no, ask go you ahead, what about ahead. subsequent uh follow-up uh, is this going to be something that she that you're going to have to work with her ongoing, or is she just going to be able to just resume you know her life as it was before this happened?
10: Yeah, she she should be back to normal life, you know. But uh, I told her to be very gentle with her, with her hair and her scalp, you know, just to in simplicity terms, just to treat her like a newborn baby, you know. You don't want to put harsh chemicals. Everything that she she uses should be very gentle in nature. And I recommend using baby baby shampoo, baby conditioner, just things that has very nothing that is harmful to or that can also cause, uh, that can also compromise and already compromise, uh, you know, scalp.
7: Absolutely. Now, Dr. Obang, I do want to take a moment because I understand that there is a uh, charitable organization that you are associated with or? Uh, or helped establish that I just love, you know, what I read about this and helping the folks over in Ghana. And we have so many listeners who tune in from Ghana to the show. They're big oh, fans. Wow. So, yeah, so yeah. I'm not uh, – and I know them a lot of them by name, so that's oh, wow. not just me
10: saying anything. So, so I'm you. so proud. Thank you for getting my Ghanese, my uh, my Ghanaian people uh, Involved, uh, you know, and uh, shout out to them, you know. We'd it took a village. Year. It took a it took a village to 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 get me to America. and at uh, the tender age of twenty, and uh, when I left home, uh, to come to college here. You know, of course, you yeah. know twenty years, almost thirty years later, the Lord has blessed me so much that, you know, we we decided, you know, growing up in Ghana, we I saw a lot of diseases and illnesses, you know, and deformities that were attributed to. Witchcraft, you know, people at the time. And mm. and there's, some of the belief is still there, you know, in the remote areas, you know. Uh, yes. Yeah. People still think that children with deformities are cursed. And, you know, the, the little dots, you know, witches, you know, they are cursed, and their families are cursed. That's why they come out like that. They don't understand that we have the same issues here in the Western world, in America, that kids are born with cleft palate, and these are normal kids. It's just that, you know, during the developmental stage, the developmental process, Things did not go according to plan. You know, things, uh, there were little mishaps, and that's why these kids have deformities, and these kids can be treated, and they can have normal life, you know. The field of plastic surgery uh, became uh, known to me uh, at the tender age, I believe, around 13 to 15, when I witnessed firsthand uh, the works of Operation Smile when they came to Ghana and did surgery on a neighbor. Uh, the beautiful young lady I uh, grew up with, her brother... Uh, her face had been burned with sulfuric acid, which was a very common place growing up in Ghana. You can go buy acid, and they use it for your cars, you know, to add it to the battery. And this young, this man put acid on the young lady's face because uh, she didn't want to be in a relationship with him. And her face was burned, and she became a recluse. She never really left her home. And, you know, I saw the first thing what Operation Smile uh, did. And, of course, you know, I didn't see operations doing the surgery, but I asked my friend, wow, what happened to your sisters? Oh, there's a group of doctors from America came to Guy came and did this surgery on her. And, you know, I saw the restoration of hope, you know, that this young lady has. So from that day, I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. So fast forward, uh, in 1998, 98, 99, one of my mentors, Dr. Miller, John Miller, uh, when surgery, I was in training at the time. I think uh, that was a 4th year medical student, 3rd year medical student. Uh, Dr. Miller was doing surgery. He's a plastic surgeon, a hand surgeon. And he looked at me and said, Michael, you are from Ghana, right? I said, yeah. I said, why don't we go to Ghana and do pre-surgery? He's the one who put this in my head in 1998, 99. And, uh, of course, uh, I knew that, you know, the Lord has blessed me. And, you know, when the Lord, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. That's so back right. to yeah. 2006, when I was in Boston at Harvard doing my fellowship, that's when the name Restore came to my head. You know, Restore is the name of my nonprofit organization, and it stands for restoring emotional stability through outstanding reconstructive efforts. And since 2007, we've been to we've been to Africa, so, you know, we've been to uh, Central America, Southeast Asia. And we have done over 100. Oh, I'm sorry, over 1,000 five printer surgeries, all free of sorry, all free of charge. Uh, you know that is amazing. And last year, when COVID here, we decided to to start offering help in our own backyard. Of course, uh, you know we still help people in you know, every. I'm a big breast cancer advocate and breast reconstruction advocate. I for you know I. I happen to be the first one in Los Angeles area to host the first uh, Breast Reconstruction Awareness Day that was uh, uh, launched by the American Society of Plastic Surgeons in 2012, Uh, hosted an event to educate women about their rights to breast reconstruction. So charity has always been a forefront of mine, and I've always joked around that if I was a transplant baby, I'd I'd be going to developing countries doing free surgery, or even here in America offering help to people who can navigate through the complex process of our healthcare. That is that's amazing. why my story is so important and so dear to my heart.
7: Wow. Well, we are just blown away. And for folks who are just joining us, uh, we're talking today on the Hair Radio Morning Show with the one and only Dr. Michael O'Bang from out in Beverly Hills. Now, we understand that you work with uh, the director of Miko Plastic Surgery uh, out in Beverly Hills. How is all of that and and uh, your work there does that play a part in you taking on some of these uh, extra efforts and helping you know folks who are in such need with uh, plastic yeah, so,
10: surgery? So mycoplastic Surgery is my practice here in Beverly Hills. Uh, we've been here for ten years, wow. and uh, it has been the engine be- behind my charity. You know, the money uh-huh. that we make from here is supposed to charity. Uh, this charity has been supported. You know, Largely important by the efforts of uh, you know our practice here, the staff and friends, about 75% and 25% of donations from from other sources, uh, you know. And so it, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me that the Lord has blessed me enough to give me a practice that can fund uh, you know to help with the people in need uh, free of charge. And uh, you know, for those of you guys listening, uh, you know, we are here. We are here to serve the general public. You know, we offer. Uh, you so the two breath of plastic surgery, of course, my the entire staff and colleagues. You know, so we do everything here. Uh, I like to do more faces and uh, breast and body procedures. And then um, I have colleagues here who does other things. But, uh, you know, this practice has been the engine behind Restore. And for those of you listening, if you want to help and uh, spread the love and re- restore more hope and function and uh, put smiles on people's faces and change communities, You guys can uh, go to RestoreWorldwide.org. Every donation is appreciated, you know, a no amount of money is little, Um, you know. So we thank you guys, you know, for for tuning in to listen to me and uh, to share my story with you guys. And you guys can also follow us uh, Dr. Michael K. Obeng. Uh, That's my full name. And also our restore worldwide. Uh, that's the uh, restore's uh, social media handle. So thank you very much,
7: Kerry. It's been my pleasure. I have to say again, thank you so much for being with us, Dr. O'Bang. This has just been a big thing, and and you've helped to clarify a whole lot and shine light on all of this. And we're going to continue to support and follow you out there in California. We're in New York, so we're going to continue. And everybody's listening from all over the world to this uh, today. So. Thanks again. And let me just give a shout out to your team. They are amazing. We love them over here at Hair Radio. They've been awesome in helping us coordinate everything. So thanks uh, to you and, of course, your team. Dr. Michael Obeng. We're going to call you you the miracle doctor. Okay. (laughs) Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, sir. You got it. All right. Have a good day. Time to rise and shine with the Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines. That was one year ago when the story hit, and uh, we were so excited to get on Dr. Obang. Coming up in just a moment, we have the real uh, Dr. Obang back with us again. I'm so excited. Um, I have to tell you, at first, Wanted to get the uh, feedback from Nicole and Jaimisha, who are both standing by. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Jaimisha, anything you want to add to that, especially if you're a hairstylist? Anything you want to, you know, uh, what's your take on what you heard happened a year ago? Now, this is, again, when it was fresh a year ago. So uh, what do you have to say, Jaimisha?
12: Well, it was very interesting to me
13: about how he was able to, what I heard, basically transplant the human hair into her hair. Um, So that's interesting, and I would like to know, like, how does that work? How does that, you know, how does that turn out a year later after, like, the transplant? I heard him talk about being gentle with it, you know, so that, like, whole blowout process and, you know, this, Where does the hair go? I don't know if that's a crazy question.
2: Where
13: does the hair
7: go? Like you know, yeah, that's it. I I totally agree with you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that went through my mind. Uh, Nicole, what about you? What are your thoughts? Now that you've heard it from literally from the horse's mouth, as they say, what do you have to say?
12: Right. Well, first I want to say that Dr. Obang is absolutely amazing. Um, yes. What he did was just, was just phenomenal. Um, what yes. stuck out to me was the process that he went through to make this happen. And when mm-hmm. he, what stood out to me was when he talked about that he had two days, two days before she was to come to California. And the process right. that he went through to make this happen, you know, the trial and error he went through to come up with this, um, this process that would help her with her hair. Absolutely,
7: amazing. I totally agree and feel the same way. Let me just say uh, he's from Ghana. We have a a boatload of listeners out in Ghana. I have to shout out our Canadians out there. Um, First of all, I have just as a big update for everybody on February, I'm sorry, on March 1st, on Tuesday, March 1st, I am actually hosting a big hair event out in Ghana for our folks over in Ghana. So please, 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 uh, you know, support us and our efforts. We'll try to bring the recording back here for you guys out there in America. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited. My first international video chat, so this is going to be awesome. Okay, so just want to get that on in. And now, without further ado, I have to, I have to get on our big, big update with what happened to Doctor obeying what happened to the gorilla glue Girl story uh for me personally, I've wanted to know, did her hair fall out? It's been a whole year i've not and the things I've found on the internet I couldn't get a clear answer or I couldn't tell. it looked like she had changed her hair a couple of times and so uh it was difficult to say. Well, now uh, we do have an update, so uh here it is. Dr. Obeng, and we're going to chat, so stay with us. Thank you, guys. Great job. Now, we have a very, very special guest joining us again after about a year, part of the biggest news story of the last year. The Hair Radio Morning Show would like to welcome back the one and only Dr. Michael Obeng. The Miracle Doctor. Good morning, Dr. Obeng. Again, welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show.
10: Good morning, Kerry. Thank you for having me. Yes,
7: well, it's my, my pleasure. I really mean that and honor. So um, I kind of want to jump right on in. Uh, I think you're going to forever be connected to Tessica Brown, uh, who I had to, of course, just to remind everybody out there who had placed the Gorilla Glue in her hair and it became kind of stuck. And you had to remedy this uh, situation and, and provide relief to Tessica Brown. So and um, helped her to keep her hair on her head uh, by creating a formula that was able to loosen the glue, if I recall. So I just wanted to make sure and get that on out. So uh, you have to tell us, Dr. Obang, in the last year, since this all kind of became a big incident, if you will, at the time, what has has your... Has, your life been affected by it. <laughs> That's I think what number one we want to know. How, uh, if so, how?
10: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I see your life, you know, that our our deeds, our thoughts, you know, are mm-hmm. always uh, you know affects us in some way or the other. And of course, uh, being yeah. part of Jessica Brown's ordeal, of course, uh, people got to know who I who you know who I am, but. Uh, my life, uh, my life has changed because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm alive uh, by the grace of yeah. God, and I'm doing well, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't say life has changed. You know, we do what we do, and I've been doing this for almost 20 years, and this is one of the, uh, one of the things that, you know, myself, my team, and I have been able to achieve. Uh, so, you know, it, it is what it is.
7: Well, now, you mentioned, uh, so, yes, it 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 uh has changed in such a good way and it allows you to continue all the wonderful things and you have uh just done so many good things overall you have been in like you said for twenty years you've already been helping folks and and you know so I have to ask you though is uh, you know what can you tell us about tessica's uh status if there's anything um are you is she are you still treating her has she had to comment, uh, do follow-ups. Uh, anything that you can share with us this morning?
10: Yeah, Tessica as well. You know, her hair went back to grow, and, you know, she's awesome. back to life and uh, doing what she does. Uh,
7: awesome.
10: From time to time, yeah. she call and say hello and say thank you. Uh, oh. And was once a patient, always a patient. So I you know,
7: love that's
10: it. The relationship that we have. But she's doing a awesome. I, I spoke with her.
7: Well, please pass along our well wishes from the Hair Radio Morning Show. We certainly support everything. I just love it. It's awesome. Now, I do want to – I promised I would uh, ask you about the amazing uh, charitable work that you do. The last time we chatted, uh, it was something that really uh, stayed with me. Um, And you do so much. Can you please uh, tell everybody – about all the, you know, give us, because uh, you do doing a lot, so just give us whatever you'd like to share about some of the wonderful things that you're doing out there.
10: Thank you, Kerry. You know, so I've been running an organization, called Restore, uh, which is a nonprofit organization that goes to developing countries uh, to do free reconstructive surgeries. It has been in existence since 2008. And uh, since wow. 2008, you know, uh, we have been to over seven different countries. We have done over fifteen hundred surgeries uh If you were to put a monetary figure on this, uh, we are talking in excess of fifty million dollars of free of charge because wow. wow. I personally donated my you know my my own money uh, to get it going. Uh, we just came back from Senegal in December uh, where we mm-hmm. did about one hundred and eleven surgeries in a span of five working days so uh, it's good, you know. It's good to be able to help people, and uh, you know, yeah. I always, with my friends and my audience, that uh, you know, we can always that. You don't have to be a medical professional to be able to help. You know, that's what
7: looks-
10: we do. This by people like ourselves, spreading the word, and donations that comes in that goes to mm-hmm. power uh, this charitable uh, cause.
7: Wow. Well, I, I have to tell you, it is incredible to hear. Um, especially in these current times where folks don't seem all that much necessarily uh, out there. There's a lot of, who are, who are, you know, trying to help one another and do positive things. But this is just such an amazing reminder. It really is. And we just, we appreciate it. We want you to continue to, you know, stay in touch with us as well and let us know what we can do because I think, uh, you know, we can each do something to help someone else as well. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Now, you are from Ghana. I do want to just mention this really fast. Uh, You're from Ghana as well, correct? That's correct. Okay, and I mean as well as our – we have like a big show. I'm doing a virtual thing over there in Ghana on the first of the month, and I just have to say uh, I'm so excited. So, um, you know, and and when I was, you know, just looking at – Recently, familiarizing myself with your research, I said, oh, okay, this is going to be nice. So, um, so I just want to say thank you. You know, uh, we appreciate you. Okay, so what's next? What's next for you? And uh, you've already told us that you'll be, you know, that you and Tessica Brown are going to stay in touch. So you're always going to be connected. So we've got that. So what about for you? What can you tell us, Dr. Obeyne?
10: What's next? What's next for me is to continue to spread the word about Restore uh, so that we can do more good across the globe and people who who uh, uh, who doesn't who don't have the resources, uh, or in countries where they don't have uh, the resources for reconstructive surgery. Uh, personally, Absolutely. one thing that I am very passionate about is health care. And uh, yeah. you know, right now we are working on a, a pharmaceutical plant in, uh, in Ghana, uh, mm-hmm. where we we are building a first-class uh, GMP, which is Good Manufacturing Practices World Health Organization standard, a pharmaceutical plant to make affordable drugs uh, to curtail oh. drugs that are being imported from China and parts of India, Pakistan that is coming to Africa and is causing disease. So that's what I'm doing, and that's why I'm, I'm at a job. I'm working on Restore. I'm working on Glowhead. I'm working on Amico Pharmacana Limited. So that's what
7: well, i can, Well, that is awesome. Can you come back to the Hair Radio morning show and all that's out there and, and just give us an update and keep us abreast? That is such important uh, work as well, and we would like to stay on top of it. Thank
10: you. Thank you very much. On the 1st it's, of March, i am done as well, so if I'm not tied up, I'll tune to your show. I would
7: love to. I would love that. Now, I do want to say because you're out there, so I love following you on Instagram and all of that. Uh, how can folks, uh, you know, if you'd like, they could check in with you on social media and all that. Anything you want to share with the, you know with the fans?
10: For those of you who are listening and who would like to uh, advance the cause of Restore, you can log on to RestoreWorldwide.org, dot R e s t o r e worldwide w o r l d w i d e worldwide at all and uh, you can also follow us on restore worldwide on instagram also for my personal instagram my practice is uh my full name uh dr d r michael k bank you michael K. bank you can find us on instagram and facebook and uh you know we're all about you know educating people to empower people and to uh to you know to put their ease uh, yeah their fears, uh, uh, you know, to calm them down because a lot of people are afraid of having surgery, and that's why I try to get my patients to consent so that we can show people that it's not as serious as they think, you know. And uh, it's helped a lot. It's helped a lot of people. So thank you guys, and uh, you guys. Can my follow.
5: pleasure.
10: Okay,
7: thank you. All right. Dr. Elbank, thank you so much for taking a moment out of your day. We know how busy you are out there in California. When I'm coming out back to the West Coast uh, for a visit, I'm going to drop in over there in Beverly Hills, uh, and and we'll have to grab a bite or something. So I just want to say thank you so much for all that you're doing. Thanks for being on the Hair Radio Morning Show. You've got it.
3: You're listening to the
0: all-new Hair Radio Morning Show with Terry Hines. Stay tuned.
13: This is Queen Treat, and I'm starting out the Hair Radio Show with Carrie Hines. Crystal comes fond of the way, hair and body and I love
8: the Hair Radio Show. Hello everybody, I'm Valerie from Validate Your Beauty. I am giving a shout out to the Hair Radio
0: Morning Show, Carrie Hines. It's time to rise and shine with the Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines.
7: All right, we're back live. You're listening to, yes, the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. It's Wednesday morning, February 23rd of 2022, <clears throat> of course, on live radio. Uh, listen, I want to get back on the line really quickly, Nicole and Janisha, Uh, and to say, well, folks, you heard it right here on this uh, February 23rd morning of 2022, our show number 676. That was Dr. Ovang from Beverly Hills, the Miracle Doctor. Um, Okay, I'm ready for some thoughts, you guys out there. Uh, Nicole, anything you want to say?
12: He is definitely the Miracle Doctor, and I love that he is just so humble and just so um, dedicated just to helping people with his his practice, his ministry, Restore. Um, It's all about helping people. And changing Mm -hmm. their lives Making their lives better
7: Absolutely I I, I I, was so
12: glad to hear I was so uh glad to hear that um, Jessica, that her hair Is growing and that she's doing fine So happy to hear that Because there was so much ridicule And mocking of her And oh my goodness, how could she do this But I'm glad she was seeking out the help And she received the help That she needed But I'm glad that she's doing well And her hair is well
7: Yes, me too. My big concern was that it's been a year and that I was concerned yes. that she would not have any hair. Jamisha, right. uh, who's out of Maryland, uh, thank you, Nicole. Uh, thank you so much for that. So I've got to turn to you, Jamisha. And by the way, folks, uh, while I've got you all listening to the show, I want to just make a point. Jamisha, you're out of Maryland. You will be joining me, Carrie Hines, this Friday. Uh, as a special guest contributor, guest co-host on Friday's show, so I'm lo- I'm looking forward to having you the whole broadcast. Yes, I'm so looking today, forward John- to the show. Oh. Yes, yes, we're gonna have fun. But uh, when you hear this now, and now you can say you know everything uh, from hearing it from directly from Doctor Obeng, the miracle doctor. Um, now I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I heard Doctor Obeng. I was, you know, on the interview, I loved the, you know, the questions and everything, but I, I, you know, you got to understand, he's probably been asked about this about a million times. <laughs> so, you know, I think he might have, you know, you kind of have to be careful because sometimes you don't want to irritate folks. Um, Janisha, did you pick up on any of that? Uh, you know, I, I said, okay, I, I don't think he wants to talk too long about Jessica Brown today. So I better just <laughs> kind of cut it short a little bit. What What went through your mind, guys?
13: Uh, well, you know, what was going through my mind was his sincerity with the work yeah. that he does, his dedication to Tessica. You know, he says yes. once, a, once a patient, once a client, always a, you know, patient. Oh, I love
8: that, patient, yeah. Always
13: a patient. One, yeah. yeah, I love that as well. Um, yeah. And then yeah. his sincerity to his country. I like how he um, spoke about his what made him want to become a plastic surgeon. Um, yeah. That, that was, was really good. touching. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he probably does get asked about it a lot. You know, I enjoyed the whole interview with you guys, but... I was I was glad to hear about his story and his foundation and that he does keep in contact with her. That's important.
7: Yeah, that's important. That's what I really wanted to know as well. And I tried my best to get it out of him. I don't know if you heard mm-hmm. that, Nicole. I was trying to pull it out of him. <laughs> Thank you for that, Amisha. Yeah. Very good comment. But I really was. I was trying to get it out of him. So he was very kind and gracious, I think, mm-hmm. because those interviews were a year apart literally. And so I see from some of the fans out there um, it looks like we have some folks out there who want to chime on in. I think I see one of your VTR, Vet Talk Radio show uh, colleagues, Miss Nicole. So uh, is that right. Michael Hopkins out there? Michael, is that you from the Vet Talk Radio show on my airways this morning?
10: Yes, sir. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> Don't yeah. Good morning,
7: Michael. Well, you're Yes, we've got an entire panel talk this morning uh, Jymisha, who uh, will be with us again on Friday So this is an introduction, Jymisha Welcome to Air Radio <laughs> You've got Ooh, Nicole you. on and Michael Hopkins And they're both from the Vet Talk Radio Show Which airs on Tuesdays at 8.30 here on our little network So, uh, well, Michael, we haven't heard from you So what are your thoughts? You listened to both interviews today with mm-hmm. Dr. Obang What would you like to say?
10: Well, he is definitely the miracle doctor, Karen. Most,
7: most definitely. And I love when he was talking about his new travels, what he's about to do, in in the, in the drug industry, the field. And um, I just see that as another story here on the Hair Radio Show, and it's going to be an excellent wow. story. Thank you. It, so it much. really yeah, is. Yeah, I. I feel a part three coming also. <laughs>
5: yeah. I really oh, do. Oh, yeah. Uh,
7: I'll tell you, I really meant what I said to Dr. Obeng at the end of his interview. I said, I'm going out to Beverly Hills, which is one of my favorite, favorite places in the whole wide world. I used to live off Wilshire in L.A. and I used to go up to Beverly Hills. That's where I had my first bank uh, for my Plus the Bear Children's radio stuff. So I love Beverly Hills, and I will be visiting out there. And I will be dropping by with cameras in tow uh, to uh, his beautiful facility out there. I love his staff. I really do. We have a great team. And they said some wonderful things to me. And I, I guess I should take a moment to share. Uh, you know, behind the scenes, uh, one of his staff members, just like, you know, Carrie, she told me my writings and my emails are incredible. And it uh, uh, just resonated so much with her the personal level, and it just means so much that we've touched, that we've touched so many people with this broadcast. And this is just the beginning, folks. Even though we've been doing it for 25 years since the Hair Radio Show was ever created, and since 2015, 2015 is when I turned it into a morning version uh, on daily. Before we were on at nighttime and on different stations and AM and FM and all over the place. Uh, but it became a uh, daily morning version in 2015, and we welcomed all those celebrities and great stories that we love here to bring to you guys, stories that you really don't hear, you know, from too many places out there. And so and nobody seems to take a look back at some of these big stories, but that's because their shows pretty much come and go. We're still here, so we have a big archive. And we can go back and look and listen. I, I, you know, to big stories that we've covered, to guests. I remember, you know, as we begin to celebrate our 700th episode soon, you guys all know this. Um, I thought back. I said, my gosh, I remember uh, when Montel Jordan did our role show. Montel Jordan from This Is How We Do It fame. He's now starring in a commercial that I see here in New York. It may play where you guys are, too. Uh, And I believe he's on with Shaka, one of those big basketball stars. And uh, I'm just blown away because I said, wow, I remember chatting with Montel Jordan the year he was nominated for a Grammy Award right here on our show. And at that time, he was in the studio. And I'll tell you guys who might be a a little bit, uh, maybe a tad younger, you guys, he was working with a new artist. Uh, Named Christina Million. And he literally told us Right on the air I'm in the studio I'm working with the new artist You guys are going to hear a lot from her in the future Christina went on to star in different TV shows Movies and some hit records of her own And we have that place in history With this cultural program That's what the Hair Radio Morning Show is It's a daily cultural touchstone For all of us that can just, it's going to be amazing as we continue. Uh, We want folks to to wake up and and literally uh, enjoy some happy talk, but not just, you know, happy talk, real talk, things that uh, matter in our lives. So I'm super excited. As you guys know from here, we go on to not just our 24-hour radio network, which is available right now, at a different platform. It plays around the clock at www.hairadio.com Now let me just say this. Uh, you know, for you folks of uh, who are, you know that you don't have to literally say www. anymore. You don't. But I just say it so that you guys know we're talking about the internet. But yeah, go to hairadio.com again with one R. And uh, listen to us. For 24 hours a day, we've got, and I'm going to put a lot of this right there. So uh, after we wrap up in just a few minutes, uh, that's a good time to continue the topic and continue the discussion at HairRadio.com. Now, uh, again, I want to take a moment to thank. first of all, I have to shout out, uh, she's just been a wonderful contributor. And, I'm so happy. Nicole, out of Mississippi, Water Valley, Mississippi, you are just awesome today, and uh, we just appreciate you so much. Michael uh, Hopkins, thank you. Uh, she's one of the producers with Michael, of course, on Vet Talk Radio Show. we'll hear more from you, Nicole, um, and especially on Tuesday's Vet Talk Radio Show. So thank you so much, Nicole. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, you got it. Jamisha, what can I say? Jamisha has been a big supporter uh, of Hair Radio. Um, we just appreciate you here. So, Jamisha thank you so much. So, the fan, so we've got to tell everybody, again, Friday, you're going to be on for Fan Day Friday. So, yes. um, you know, yeah, we're going to do some big things, okay? So thank you for your contribution this morning, okay? Thank you. You got it. Hopkins, Michael Hopkins. VTR Vet Talk Radio Show, uh, the one and only Michael Hopkins. Uh, Sir, I have to say thank you so much uh, for all the work that you're doing to help veterans. Uh, This is going to be awesome, and we look forward to your next broadcast on Tuesday morning. You always have something exciting to bring to us. Michael Hopkins, thank you for your contribution this morning.
6: Oh, you are quite
2: welcome.
7: And Carrie Hines. Thank you so much. As I said, you're an honorary veteran. You've, you've <laughs> been, you have that distinction amongst us as veterans. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, they certainly mean a lot to all of us here at Hair Radio. And uh, we'll see you the next time, Michael Hopkins, on your next broadcast. Again, Tuesday at 830 right here for the next Vet Talk. Okay. And for you guys out there, I have to say it has been um, – It's just been an an amazing midweek show today on this Wednesday morning. It's been our show number, 677, 677. So uh, this is just amazing. Now, tomorrow at 8, I have a little bit of a treat, literally, a cookie treat. We have a gentleman on Talk About Business and so much more. Now, he is an incredible musician who literally has played on my favorite songs. That's not an exaggeration. So you're going to find out a whole lot more about this incredible man's story. Um, so his name is Ralph Roll. He'll be on about 8 o'clock tomorrow morning on Thursday. And then at 8.30, Cade should be with us for another installment Uh Mr. Tricology. are going to check in with him. And uh, Friday, we have a whole bunch, as you just heard. Fan Day Friday. We're going to try to get on some more Mary. Johnson uh, on Friday, and talk open, you know, just invite everybody on to be part of this incredible celebration. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and start our outro, we'll see you back here, or at least we'll hear you back here, tomorrow morning beginning 6 o'clock on Thursday for a brand new installment of the Hair Radio Morning Show. I have to say, I'm Carrie Hines, do not forget to go right on over to HairRadio.com and listen we put some new items there as well as around the clock 24 hours a day seven days a week soon uh, upscale magazine will be launching with their radio network around the clock and we'll tell you all about it on the next edition of the hair radio morning show make it a great day everybody Here's yes well it's that time to bring this episode of the hair radio morning show to a close But it does not end here. The show continues over at our 24-7 Hair Radio Broadcast Network at www.hairradio.com. Now, I must thank today's great guests and our legacy advertisers. These are the folks who have been supporting our show over the years, including Dr. Raglan Yolanda Raglan at fixyourfeet.com. They are the very best in foot care. She has two locations, one in New York City and the other in Maryland. I also want to take a moment to acknowledge the amazing Troy Ballard, of course, from the West Coast out in Southern California. His company is called Smooth Black Ink. Now, he offers the very, very best in hair care for the entire family. He is a legendary hairstylist and educator, and also... He's a program host right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. We just appreciate him again. That's Troy Ballard, a.k.a. Smooth Black of Smooth Black Pink. Also, we are talking about a complete line of products for the guy.